On today's show, Howard reunites with two Saturday Night Live legends, David Spade. You were dating a girl who was in Playboy. I have a little tiny office with Farley, and and he has the Playboy out, and he jacked off all over it. Uh, And Dana Carvey. Keith Richards is the host. There's a lunch break. There's a horse that's tied up. I see him kind of staggering into view. He goes over the horse, and he goes, look at you. You're a fucking horse. (laughs) (laughs) And he walked off. Yeah. I always when I when I read a description of myself, they say um, I'm a shock jock, and I I always think, well, why don't they see me as like a comedian? I mean, I'm I think I'm a funny guy. What's shocking guy. about you? I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, like, I know. Okay, I haven't on. gotten a shock from you, and I mean, come on, you're not shocking all the time. I was never trying to be shocking. I was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe some people don't think I'm funny. They just think I'm shocking. Anything you say is shocking. Like Larry King <laughs> used to say. Because that is like, you know, that would have to be your general demeanor, don't you think? If you're going to be labeled that. Can you imagine? If, if I was a true shock talk, I'd be like, hey, uh, 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 jism. <laughs> <laughs> Although yesterday's show was pretty shocking with Sal jizzing. Sal came on uh, Richard's hat. That was shocking. I, I have to we say, it was a shock jock. We were all jock. shocked. Yeah, but I was shocked. Am I a shock jock if I shock myself? No. no. <laughs> You're the shock shocky, jock. not the shocker. <laughs> I'm the shock jock. I don't know. After after 40 years in this business, I have given people some good laughs. So I would like to be called a, uh, if anything, a shocked shock jock. Because I shocked myself yesterday. I electrocuted myself yesterday by looking at that hat of, what's his name, Richard. Oh, my God. Sing Sal's jizz all over it. A lot of people wrote in about that. But before I get to everything we have to get to, and also um, we're going to talk to Dana Carvey and David Spade together. That's fun. You know what? I prepared myself for laughter. Yeah, because those guys are funny. I woke up this morning early to listen to one of the podcasts so I could uh, know what they're doing. And it's really interesting because they give you a lot of behind the scenes stuff about Saturday Night Live when they were on it and dealing with Lorne. It's really I'm interested in all that stuff. So I found it really interesting in the way they say it. It's funny. And Dana can do any impression. So everybody you mentioned he then does an impression of them. Get ready for laughs, is what Robin's saying. <laughs> Get ready for big laughs. It's a lot of Absolutely. pressure to put on those guys. Well, they're used to it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yesterday I was a shocked shock jock. <laughs> I shocked myself. It's like uh, we I... We were um, all shocked. I mean, the reaction was amazing <laughs> on everyone's part. Like, Nobody knew what it was going to be like to see Sal's jizz on that hat. <laughs> and when we, <laughs> we saw it, it was unbelievable, Wonderful. shocking, disgusting. It was, it was, oh, my God, it was like the Hindenburg going down. <laughs> it was a lot of it. Let's put it that way. It covered the entire Kansas City Chiefs logo. And it was like dripping. It. That was the thing. It was still moving. <laughs> oh. oh, it was. You're not exaggerating. It was horrible. It was horrible and it was wonderful. Um, 
I'll tell you, though, before I get started, though, there's something I wanted to tell you guys about, and that is Slash has a band. Well, let's see. How can I set this up? So in our L.A. studios, Slash said he's got a new band, but the band is called, I guess the band's been around for a while. You know, Slash is, you know, you know, besides being one of the greatest guitar players of all time, which he is, and the, uh, of course, the the lead guy on uh, Guns N' Roses. And uh, he had Slash's Snake Pit. He had Velvet Revolver. And Slash's band is The Conspirators featuring Miles Kennedy. Now, I didn't know anything about these guys. I know Slash, of course, but I didn't know The Conspirators. And I didn't know Miles Kennedy. And this guy, Miles Kennedy, that Slash teamed up with, he, he's got a great set of pipes. The guy can sing. He's got that. He's got a great look. I was quite taken him. These guys came into our L.A. studios and did uh, Rocket Band, the Elton John song Rocket oh. Band. And then they did a new song called The River is Rising, and they really rock. And so they gave us the um, performance to put up on our app under the Howard Stern section of the app. And I'm very honored because it was great. It is always fun to watch Slash play guitar. And Slash, I thought for a minute, he's wearing a baseball cap. And I thought, oh, that's Slash's move. He only wears the top hat when he's with Guns N' Roses and when he's with the Conspirators featuring Miles Kennedy. Or Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. That's the actual name. He wears a baseball cap. But you the thought guys that are telling, was the way you could tell whether he was a Guns N' Roses guy or... Or yeah. a conspirator. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> onto something here. Slash switches hats. And uh, it turns out I'm wrong. <laughs> he will wear his top hat with the conspirators and Miles Kennedy. I see. Yeah. So those guys went into our L.A. studio and they cut two songs for us. And it's really great. The, the, um, the music sounds great. And the video looks great. And I think you'll like it. It's just another thing we're putting up there. If you go to our app, we have so much stuff up there. And we add to it every day. And it's just growing and it's free to any subscriber. It's part of your subscription. Uh, but I wanted to play a Rocket Man. I wanted to start the show with it. And I tell you, that Slash, he is a good guitar player. And I'll tell you why I like his guitar style. He doesn't always steal the moment. He lets things unfold. He plays a slide guitar in this one. Then he put he does this cool move. You know, he's a cool-looking guy, and then, like, he'll take his slide, and he puts it back on a stand, and then he plays regular guitar, and then th that part of Rocket Man where the slide comes in and it goes, he, he whips out the slide. I'm like, damn, I wish I could play guitar. He's one of those guys I watch him, and I go, I wish I could play guitar. I wish I could be cool like that, you know. Anyway, the band, uh, here's the band doing Rocket Man. Check it out. And you can see, you can see their whole performance on the app. Doesn't start at the beginning. I don't know. It starts like in the middle of the song. <laughs> Why would it start the middle of the song? I guess they don't want you to hear the beginning. <laughs> Where's the song? Hey, guys, why, why does it? Boy, what a buildup and then a letdown. <laughs> fuck I was going to play the whole song it's really good and I want you to hear this guy Miles Kennedy sing he's good oh well why don't you just check it out on the app fuck it oh. 
I know, I know. Well, guys, can anyone come on and explain to me why the song starts in the middle? Why why anyone would do that? No one wants to come on and get yelled at. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear my tirade. I'm too tired from taking care of my mom's business to yell at anyone. It's a safe day to actually step up. Fuck up. Yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> fucked up, now's the day to admit it. Because I'm too tired to yell at you. Oh, uh, shit. Well, I guess nobody's... Are we alone? Is there anybody else here? When there's a fuck up, everyone uh, bails. Oh, oh, Gary's a brave guy. Don't do I, it, Gary. Gary, let I'm me advise he- you. Don't don't do it. Okay, You're already in that shit house with the with the cum hat. <laughs> no one can believe what a bobo move Gary pulled. All right, tell me what happened. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. I just came on so you weren't lingering here. We're all writing to each other like who's in charge of this, who can answer this question, and nobody's stepping up. So <laughs> I just came to give you that. Everyone's afraid of me. So and with good is reason. there no place where the song exists in its in its entirety? Can, well, it did on my com- it did on my computer last night. You know what it is? It's kind of a bonehead move to take the song from the middle, but somebody made that decision. And I don't know when they sent it to me last night. I had the whole song. Yeah. And I'm sure when Slash was recording this, he was probably like, "I hope Stern places from the middle." like the guy came down to our you know he's a big star and he's a great guitar player like and he and he 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 did this you know the band really fucking rocks and they you know they they went and did this for us and then i come on the air and i just start playing it from the middle okay will's brave he wants to explain to me why the song was pulled from the middle go ahead will i just wanted to clarify that this was the version, the version that was given to you last night. No, nope. never had the whole version. No, you sent me the video, and I got the whole oh, version. Oh, the video. We did send you a video link, but the actual. Well, don't send me the video thing. link if you if you if, and then and then on the audio you're gonna. Do I have to check everything? No, that's a great. Good, that's a good lord, point. we're we're pulling it right now. We'll have it by next. Hey, pull this. Five seconds. Certainly, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> sir. Whatever you need. Hold on. <laughs> oh. What can I what can I tell you? In the digital age, you think that things can be pulled immediately. Like you don't no. have to play it. You just take those digits and No, we're not in the digital age on this show. We're still <laughs> in the other age. Nicole, you're on the air in New York. Wasted time. Hello. Hi. Oh my god, Howard, I've been listening to you my whole life and being able to I grew up on your show and being able to talk to you right now is a huge uh, honor. So thank you for well, taking Thank you. I got to tell you a quick story, Nicole. I'm yeah. taking a walk the other day. Some guy comes up to me and he goes, Howard, I'm your biggest fan. He says, uh, I haven't listened to you in 10 years, but I just want you to know for 30 years I listened to you or something like, you know, something crazy. And I was like looking at the guy and go, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> What's to hear you haven't been listening for 10 years? You know, like, like, like what kind yeah, of, who wants to hear that? that in? Yeah, like I'm a performer. Okay. I, I want to hear that you're listening. You're not the biggest. Biggest fan would be listening to me. Yeah. I know. There I'm are Nicole. a lot of people who come up and say, oh, I, I once you went to Sirius, I, I I never got serious. So I haven't heard you, but I, I love the show. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> Big, you cheap fuck. Go buy a subscription and listen. 
Uh, Nicole, do you have the uh, full version of the Slash song? <laughs> Can you give it I, I can't seem I... to get it. Yeah. Big Slash fan. I could uh, sing it for you. If you just tell me what it is, I'll make it up. <laughs> I mean, when someone um, says to you, I'm your biggest fan who doesn't listen to your show, it's very, it's not satisfying to someone who has a show. <laughs> well, I can tell you with utmost confidence, I listen to you every day. When I'm alone in the apartment, uh, and you're not on, I listen to Sternthology. I listen to the wrap-up show. Uh, you can thank Wonderful. shout out to my my dad Craig for like as a kid just putting it on uh, in the car. All right, car well, and, like, well, thank you, Craig. You. All right, yeah. very good, Nicole. Yes. Well, yeah. that's important. You should be raising future Stern listeners. Right. He did. He didn't even. Thank do you. Anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, Nicole? Well, I called, this might be a little bit of a heavy question for this early in the day, but um, you've been so open in sharing your experience with your parents and uh, as established, I think, the world of you. And um, I'm a creative myself and I'm a filmmaker. So like you as Howard, it's the Howard Stern show. There's no show without you. Um, and my question is when you're dealing with personal things where you have to split your bandwidth between family and and like your show and your passion. Um, is there any advice you have for people like me who have a passion and want to do creative things that require so much of them on how to like balance and protect yourself from like your personal requirements and your professional ones? Robin, excuse me. I'm going to have to ask Robin to t uh, tell me what you just said. I fell asleep about <laughs> a minute in. What, what happened, yeah, Robin? Really what did she ask? Like I'll be. Don't worry. I'm, I'm. I'm up now. Don't worry, Nicole. I just right. Just, no, was, she just wants to know how you balance personal and professional when you're an artist and you're consumed by your passion. How do you uh, deal with the rest of your life? Why? Why, why didn't she just say that? <laughs> I can't believe I even got through. Like, I this is like a fever. Nicole, dream. I can't even believe. I don't mean to be you. rude, but I'm not your biggest fan. You're my biggest <laughs> fan, but I'm not your biggest fan. But anyway, to to, <laughs> Robin, to answer the question that you just said, uh, I here's the thing. You can't balance your personal life and your creative life. It is very there should be no difference. There there isn't a minute in my day. I don't think about my radio show or or, or some idea for the radio show. Uh, there it, it is not great. To be uh, in my life personally, because uh, there isn't a minute that goes by that my head isn't up my own ass. <laughs> it's a very selfish existence. It is a very, uh, a, it's a, it's very hard to balance because if you're neurotic like me, anybody who's good at their job is neurotic. If you're not neurotic, yeah. you're not going to be good at your job. And I am insane. I am I am only able to focus on one thing at a time. And it's a tremendous focus. And I said to my wife this morning, I said, I, I, I've been so overwhelmed by personal life right now. I said, I can't do both. I can't. Last night, I'm on the phone with John Hine, and we were talking about uh, Carvey and Spade, and the phone was ringing every minute with doctors. With the and I was ready. I just can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I called Robin. I said, I can't, I can't deal with this. I have to be focused on one thing. That's it. So it's very difficult to have a creative life and and to have it interrupted. Do you ever feel guilty 
for yes. that hyper focus? Yes, all the time. Always. There isn't a day that goes by I don't feel guilty. Guilt is you know, mine. I was at oh. a speech uh, once that Jane Fonda gave. And, you know, there's a creative woman and an activist. And she's uh, consumed with these two things. And uh, somebody in the audience raised their hand and said, how do you, Anna, how do you, how can you have everything? And Jane said, you can't. <laughs> she's right. You can't have everything. You got to make decisions and choices in life. And it's, uh, it's, it's very hard to have balance in your life. But you do the best you can. If, uh, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you'd be in a vacuum just, you know, concentrating on this one thing. But you can't. You know, I got kids. I got a wife. That's why I'm in therapy. Yesterday, the whole thing was about my guilt. My guilt with my mother, my guilt with this one, with that one. It's all guilt. Yeah. It's the overwhelming emotion. So I don't have a real good advice for you that other than you can't, what Jane Fonda said, you can't have everything. Uh, well, I still don't have uh, the exclusive clip of Rocket wow. Man, the full song. But William Shatner uh, wants to come in the room and sing his version of Rocket Man. So with, without further ado, thank you, Nicole. Uh, yes, uh, Bill. Hi. She packed my bags last night. Reflect. <laughs> Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high. As a kite, by that. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space on such a timeless flight. And I think it's going to be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find <laughs> bill what is it what do you need why, why are you interrupting me you know <laughs> I, I went to space and now this no. song resonates with me more than ever i'm sorry i could continue i that was rude of me i'm, I'm sorry I'm you know, you're, you're not you're, the man bill you're so bill you're so you're good at this. I, I, want, I want to hop on a rocket and take off that's how good you are at this <laughs> go ahead I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no. 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 I'm a <gasps> rocket man. Wow. Rocket man burning out <laughs> his fuse up here. It's fant You're fantastic. Alone. You're fantastic, Bill. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. You, you killed so much time there that now I have Slash's exclusive. Oh, version. thank goodness. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were going to have to endure another verse. <laughs> it's going to be I a long, long time. Right. Till touchdown brings me round again <laughs> to find. <laughs> I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Bill, Rocket it man. says here there's another 45 minutes of this. I don't want to be rude, but uh, I guess you want to do the whole version. Mars ain't the kind of place. All right. Just don't tell him you took kids. him off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Every syllable is a journey with that, Bill. Rocket 
Man. Anyway, I didn't mean to make a whole deal of this. Uh, but, but, but to finish the question that, that Nicole asked, you know, it is possible, though, to be um, to, to balance your life. You know, I have to say, early in my life, I was a, a little too consumed with uh, my job and all this. And then I learned with therapy that you can, um, not that you can have it all, Robin, but I, I'm, I'm more fully, you know, I'm able to have a good marriage and my kids and I are great and we, you know, they, you well, can to have be more family. flexible to open it up so that That's you right. can be present for other things. Yes, there is a way to be present for other things. I was going to say that. <laughs> I read it before uh, you said it. I know. Oh, my I God. I decided to say it first. <laughs> Why did you just do that? All right. Here it is. Like I said, it's on the app. You can see the visual. It slashes band with Miles Kennedy. Uh, Rocket Man. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Brings me round again too far. I'm on the 
nice, huh? Come on. Yeah. Beautiful. And you'll enjoy seeing it on the app. And uh, they do a new song called The River is Rising. Slash is also guest hosting Saturday soundtracks on Howard 101 this Saturday. Uh, Slash will handpick performances from my archive, like Joe Walsh and the James Gang doing Funk 49, Gary Clark Jr.'s cover of The Beatles Come Together, which is great, ACDC's. Uh, Angus Young and Brian Johnson came in and did a stripped-down version of "You Shook Me All Night Long." You know he'll he'll host. It's um, it's that's good stuff. awesome. I'd love to know what he thinks is great and wants. Oh, to you're, play again. you're you're gonna know. You're gonna know. You'll see. <laughs> Does he tell us see. why he chose each uh, one? I don't know. He does whatever he wants. I don't want to tell him what to do. <laughs> guy's not the, you know, it's so funny watching him. Like, he looks like a real badass. And you'd think, well, this guy can't play guitar because he'd think he was like on a motorcycle his whole life or something. And he never sat in a room and practiced. And then all of a sudden he starts wailing on that guitar and you're like, whoa. Same with this guy, Miles Kennedy. He looks like he's a guy who, like, he's a good looking dude. Like, you know what I mean? He's got the whole rock look and everything. I go, you know, what's going to come out of him? Then he can sing. And I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> no Miles Kennedy. But anyway, there you go. Uh the new album four is out from Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, and it comes out this Friday. And I thought I'd play you that because I, I really like that. Let me tell you about Hollywood Harmeyer. Hollywood Harmeyer. Hollywood Harmeyer. Try right. JD Harmeyer is now Hollywood Harmeyer. We <laughs> named him that this morning. So funny. So I'm sending JD out to the Super Bowl. And uh, I was going to bring in John Hine, too, and talk about some of these wacky Super Bowl bets. They're crazy. They bet on everything. They say, but, what was the, the the figure I heard? Something like $60 billion is supposed is to be right? bet this weekend? Or well, six billion? You. I don't know. It was a crazy. I think it was like six billion. Six I, billion. I can tell okay. you. I got I got all the info right here on this sheet. Super Bowl betting preview. Uh, Super Bowl 56 this Sunday, 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m., shit. I ain't going to make it through the whole thing. I know, you know, they, they start in the afternoon talking about what's going to happen, and but it doesn't happen till 6.30. <laughs> I don't care that much about what's going to happen. I just want to see it. <laughs> I hate that the Super Bowl is on at 6.30, and I, and I don't understand it because people who have kids, don't they have to go to school the next day? Well, it's considered, I think a lot of people take off that. Monday after Super Bowl. I can tell you for a fact, my mother never would have let me take off for Super Bowl. <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. You're going to school. Enough with that. Fuck to Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh, the game's going to be in Los Angeles, of course, which means the Rams are the home team. Four and a half point favorites over the Bengals. The uh, over-under for total point score is 48.5 points. Oh. 48.5 points, so. Seems high. Yeah, but anyway, let me tell you about um, this. Uh, first of all, I think if we're going to talk Super Bowl, first we should find out what's going on with the uh, Kansas City uh, Chiefs hat that uh, oh, uh, Sal has at his place. We're going to look at it again. <laughs> Sal yesterday came on Richard's hat, which was part of the bet, and uh, Richard will be wearing that hat. Sal, what yes. happened after we left you? It was really gross seeing you <laughs> defile the hat, and yet everything a bet should be. Uh, you weighed the hat, 
And in yes. fact, the hat did weigh more after you blew a load on it. Uh, what yep. happened after we left you? Did you come again on the hat? Uh, what's going on with the hat? I thought long and hard about it, Howard. And I realized that I'm better off saving once a day because it's a lot of volume and it, and it, it really hits and penetrates the spot better because there's a bigger buildup. So there'll be a second one today. Wow. During the show? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, God. And, then you'll, and you'll do a weigh-in again? Yes, and this time it look will at Richard's be... face. Richard, you look really disturbed by this. I was. It was worse than anything I could have ever imagined. I mean, it covered that whole logo, and I'm like, "That's yeah. my hat that I've had for 20 years, and my dad gave me, and now it's covered in his vile jizz." It it shook me, Howard. It shook me. It shook all of us, Richard. Um, did you like 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 the, the seeing the visual was the thing right it was like yeah. it was not it, like it was funny when we were saying oh sal's gonna come on your hat and you know ha 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 yeah but were you shocked by the volume of sal's load yes absolutely i mean he's in his 50s i, I was like <laughs> right yeah it was all a joke until we actually saw it it's like you don't and I thought it'd be a little drip, you know, on maybe right. on the C of the KC, but the, it covered everything and it just was uh, vile. You know how vile it is? Because, I mean, Richard, you've done every gross thing in the book and you're disturbed, right. which is yeah. so amazing. Richard well, I know, is disturbed. And I have to wear it. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to put this thing on my head. I can't believe it. Enjoy I know. it, honey. Um, uh, by the way, Chris Wilding said to me after the show that it is one of the best loads he's ever seen outside oh. of a porn shoot. And I got to tell you, it was right up there with a porn. And, and I know in porn, I've read this, a lot of times they enhance the load with various uh, products in order to make it look like there was a lot. Right. Um, yeah. Sal was not using any uh, enhancement products. Is that correct, <laughs> no. Sal? No. Nothing. It was like a Peter North load. It really was. Like ropes. It was crazy. And it's, it and it's going on your head, dopey. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up, asshole. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. So, so Howard, today, my, my, my intent today is on the inside where the hat meets Richard's forehead. So it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're going today. Oh, so it'll wow. stick, it'll oh, stick to that pink head of yours. Wonderful. <laughs> Hey, I'm wearing your load. Stop giving me so much shit. I don't need to hear you making fun of me. Wearing your loads enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Chris, Chris Wilding was just like, Sal, what is going on here? Oh, my goodness. You know, because Chris is disgusted by me, and I don't blame him. But now he's looking at me as, as a totally different person. It, oh, it, yeah. Chris oh. loved it. Chris. <laughs> Chris he's a nabber, Howard. <laughs> Sal, were you shocked at the amount that came out? I was blown away, Howard. I was just thinking, you know, uh, uh, a few drops, but I was like, wow, what is going on here? I mean, it. it so you it, surprised it, yourself. Yes, yes. I think it's you one, shocked of, yourself. It's yeah. one of his greatest accomplishments. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't really point moments. to, I can't really point to any bits Sal ever wrote, but I can point to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put it on his tombstone. I, I, I shoot a big load. <laughs> Chris, are you in love with Sal now because of this? You know, there were two things that made me look at Sal differently. One was when he did that mold of his penis that Ronnie used to fuck his own ass. I yeah. was shocked at how big Sal's cock was, if that was a true representation. And now this true. load, 
I mean, my God. Yeah, Sal's a fucking stud. I've been with 20-year-olds that don't come like that. (laughs) Dude, I want to say something. You might have to call HR like Jeff Zucker should have done. (laughs) uh, Because I think you're you're forming a relationship with Sal. Between Sal and I told you a couple days ago, someone put out a Photoshop of JD with a big penis. And I was thinking about that. So, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble. If we ever might go be back some, to the uh, office, you're, you're yeah, ready for a gangbang from the staff. You're <laughs> right. mm. And bring that to Steve a... Nowicki character. Chris mm. <laughs> is I fucking Sal. I never thought I'd see the day, but uh, yeah. <laughs> now, it's out, it's out of low, hand. Chris is low to to follow Sal's. I think Chris might be a little worried. I, I don't come like that. I do not come like that. I have a. Well, I, you know what? Keep repeating that out. mantra and you won't succeed. Let's hear some positivity. <laughs> <laughs> you do I've, come like that Howard I've never seen a load like that outside of like gay porn and even sometimes in porn I'm like that's it that's what that's what I waited for so I had a big chunky load I mean people people got it was it was dripping and viscous and and it looked like a horse well not only come. that it sent the scale way up I mean when he waited <laughs> yeah. it actually changed the weight of the hat I mean it was yeah. crazy you can't lie about that I mean that that's the proof literally in the pudding I mean that is a big monster load well you have time <laughs> to save up now Chris yeah well or Chris well, yeah go ahead no I, you know I have a problem and it's not lack of willing to do this but I, I, I'm kind of like Gary. I didn't think it's really going to happen. I, I'm up in Canada, so I don't know how they're going to get that hat to me. Well, I but heard if they about can, this. Road Chris trip. Is, Chris is currently in Canada, but I oh, I didn't John, know. Blitz going to have to get in his car and drive it to you. <laughs> Howard, what if the hat gets stuck on that bridge at Detroit? All those truckers are stuck. Or, on. Don't they have to go going into customs? Windsor? Yeah. Oh God! It gets stuck at customs, <laughs> sir. Why are sir, you here, sir? What is this? You're you're currently in Canada. Well, here's the deal, and this is going to make it difficult, but I'll do it. You know, I'm here with my mother and my grandmother. My grandmother <laughs> was was very ill, so right. I was here helping to take care of them. It's a very tiny apartment. Um, so I don't Uh-oh. know what Gary's going Dude. on about. It's going to be so awkward for me to do this here. Well, just jerk off at a bathroom at Customs. <laughs> like right there at the border. Yeah, I could go to like a truck selling. stop or something. You, you can't jerk off in a bathroom in your house with your mom? No, and Howard, I will do it. I'm just saying it's going to be extremely awkward. It's going to be just bringing the package and I'm going to have to lie. You know, I'm right. going to have to like deactivate my mother's radio. I mean, I can't, this can't ever get out that I'm doing this, but I will do How it. How many bathrooms? For the show. How many bathrooms? Uh, Robin, you've, it's one bathroom and it's just a nightmare. Like my grandmother <laughs> is shitting her pants and my, and, oh, and I, it's like, it's like whatever happened to baby Jane up here. It's just, it's horribly <laughs> depressing. Oh. And it's cold and it's snowy and everything shut down because of COVID. And it, don't ask. It's, it's hey, John, are you going to be able time. to get that hat to Chris? I know you committed to getting the uh, hat to everybody. Here's uh, Jonathan Blitt, who is in charge of the hat. He got it from um, Richard's house to Sal's house, where Sal has come on it once, and we'll come on it again. Um, what, John, what do we do? Listen, when there's a will, there's a way. I'll, I'll get a car, and I'll drive to Canada. I've done the drive before. Not a problem. Or I could get on a plane. Whatever it takes, I'll get that hat to Chris. <laughs> With the hat. Good Lord. Yeah. And I could well, wear it a- so it... There's no suspicion at the border. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to run a black light over you. <laughs> like, what's on your hat? 
I'll just we say can't sweat. We, 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 listen, I'm nervous about the hat. It's turning into being a major bit on the show. Um, I, I feel nervous letting it out of your hands. Uh, if you transport it by car or plane, I'm fine with that as long as it's on, you know, it's on you at the time and we yep. don't lose this. You uh, don't put it in, um, you know, you don't check it. You have no, no, that's not good. No, that cannot be checked. This people are saying, on my person. people are saying the hat it now is like the Olympic torch. It's like you got to treat it very <laughs> it's on carefully. Tour. That's right. Yeah, it's on tour. <laughs> Chris, yeah, it's like the Lord of the Rings ring. You could, there can only be one. Chris, well, <laughs> thank God. John, John will get you the hat in Canada. You just got to kind of like between your grandma's shitting and your whatever your mother's doing, get in that bathroom and come on the hat and do it a couple I'll, of times. Uh, there's, th- listen, there's no problem doing it. If John can get me the hat, and I believe John is the guy for the job, by the way, I, if he can get me the hat, I'll do it. There's, Look, I can, no ocu- I can keep your grandmother and your mother occupied. <laughs> While you go and do your thing. Listen, I'm, I do jerk off up here. It's just, it's a military operation, but so I will do it, but it'll be difficult, but I'll do it. I, I'm Where not do you Gary. jerk I off? I have no problem doing it. Do you have your own bedroom at your mom's house or are you sharing it with your grandma? It, it's, it is a very unideal living situation. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. What it's is a, it? <laughs> do, you have, do you have your own room? <laughs> I have, I, I have a room that, that, my grandmother used to use she's in another area of the house now oh, it's so i'll basically house. be not... this is very this is very norman bates i'll basically be jerking off in my grandmother's room onto a hat wow Are so you, you won't go in your cock you won't go in the you, you won't go in the bathroom you're gonna you're gonna do it in the room well i could do it in the bathroom i mean no, I mean, I'm I just asking know, you what you're going to do. I don't care hat. where you do it. You can go out in the backyard for all I care. I, yeah, I, mean, I could take the car out for a, for a day drive or something and, and you know, park in a secluded <laughs> area. Right. I mean, And get arrested with the hat. <laughs> I love, oh, I love what John said. He can have, like, tea with, with the, his grandma. You, you could tell them I'm their masseuse. I can massage them, you know, give them no, nice... I, I, everyone's no. very immunocompromised. I can't have anyone up here for COVID <laughs> reasons, but I will. If you If you hand off the hat, I'll do it and get it back to you. Perfect. Hey, listen, Jason's got to jerk off on the hat in a chicken coop in his backyard because his <laughs> wife won't let it in the house. Wow. So, uh, you know, everybody's <laughs> making a sacrifice. Coop heated? He's bragging. No, no, what is that chicken coop? <laughs> no, it's actually freezing out there. But, uh, yeah, no, the hat is not coming in the house. That is, like, that is, uh, I'm being left alone with the hat, but it is not entering our house. Um, yeah, but, but I'm also hey, ready Sal, to go. I got a question about the hat. When you, like, it was fresh when you uh, came on it yesterday. Yes. On the Kansas City Chiefs logo, and it weighed one tenth or something of an ounce more. Right. Do you, uh, did you weigh it again after it dried to see if it still weighs more? No, I did not. Not yet. I can weigh it now. Mm. Yeah. Weigh yeah. It. We can weigh it before now. Does it smell? I wonder if it smells already. Oh, we smelled oh. from your head, Rich. I, well, I have it in a bag to hide. Oh, it. and look, Sal, <laughs> tell them what you wrote on the bag. Does Sal's work? Don't touch. Sal's <laughs> <laughs> work. I work. Ah, it Sal's is work. It is. That, if work. you remember, if you remember yesterday, bag. it went from uh, three point five ounces to three point six ounces, a tenth of an ounce. Uh, after Sal dropped that massive load that weighed a tenth of an ounce all over the hat, Sal is taking his work out of a bag. <laughs> Like a lunch. The brown paper bag that says Sal's work. Let me see the hat. Yeah, let's up, look up. at it again. 
Oh, my God. You can see it. Uh, it still uh, has. Uh, uh, looks like, um, uh, you know what it looks like? It looks uh, like Mod Podge. Oh. Teenager's bed sheet. Oh. It's like powdered. Glue or something. Powdered lorry. Oh. <laughs> now, how do after think, one day. Ugh. Do you think the cum's going to evaporate and weigh less? I don't know. Well, don't when know things dry, they get lighter. Yeah. They do. I mean, they do. Oh, Robin look. is correct. It's back to 3.5. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know what? The horrible thing about it, it's not the weight, not the look. It's going to be oh. the smell. The smell oh. is going to be vile. No, crusty. Sal, oh. crusty. crusty. Sal, look at that, Richard. Oh. Sal is... <laughs> <laughs> Sal, is Richard right that that does the hat have a smell? Sorry, yeah. let's let's can you, okay, let me can you smell your load on there. Oh, of course you're wearing gloves, dude. <laughs> you know it. It smells like Richard. It smells disgusting. I don't know if it's the load or it's Richard. Wow, there's a lot of sweat it smells on like cheese, and it smells like you. Oh. You know what it is? I think your load actually improved the smell of that. I think so. <laughs> Clean it up a little bit. Yeah. It's a better Ugh. odor. Oh, I can't I can't believe oh it. What God. are you gonna do now? You're gonna I'm, go I'm drop a load again. on it? On the com- yeah. Next uh, during the commercial? All right. <laughs> <laughs> on our phone is a Canadian border agent who wants to comment <laughs> on the fact that Jonathan Blitt will be carrying the hat into Canada. Yes, sir. Hello, and I just want to make sure you're all informed here that according to the Canada Transportation Act, any human semen transported across border lines will be seen as a biological weapon. And we will enforce (laughs) under Prime Minister Trudeau to the extent of Canadian law, tanks will be sent to the border. All right, we don't care. We don't care. Um, yeah, this is important stuff, sir. I understand that you work for the Canadian Customs. I'm Canadian. And I think your country will understand what we're doing yeah. with this. So Take please. off your hoser. Yeah. Um, Richard, are you really yeah. that sickened by Sal's cum? Because I remember yes. you used to cook your own shit in an oven. <laughs> uh, well, so, you know, like, it's bad when I'm sickened by something then. Yeah, yes, Sal. I am. I've known Sal for 18 years now. And just the thought of somebody you know, you having to put their load on your head uh, and to smell it. But well, a lot of people um, wrote in about Gary. Uh, Gary's supposed to go next, and Gary announced on the air yesterday after Sal came on the hat that he's not coming on the hat. And really, I agree with the audience. I, I thought it was a bullshit move. Me too. Uh, you know, I, I really can do. I say one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, as we sit here, Jason's going to a chicken coop. John is driving all the way to Canada. Chris <laughs> is risking getting thrown out of his grandmother and mother's home. I have my right. uh, hat in a paper bag. Rich is putting it on his head. And what's Gary doing? Zilch, nothing. I know. Running for the hills. And I didn't ask Gary to volunteer. I didn't right. put any That's pressure right. on him. He came, I mean, he came on so fast. I got to get into this ball. I want to be the. I want to be the second guy to go. I'm in. I'm in both. And it was to me. Yeah. It was a big deal that Gary was going to be right. involved. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my god, Baba Booey is going to jizz on my hat. That's, That's why I felt good deal. doing it. Now I kind of feel weird about it that he's not. I'll do it, but I feel weird about it now. This is all we were oh. talking about in the office yesterday. Our, our disappointment really? in Gary. Yeah, we had a big, you know, we have our regular big Tuesday meeting, and it was all. It all just turned into like, what the fuck happened with Gary? Like he just <laughs> he, he abandoned us.
Yeah, in a way, too, it was like, you know, he could have just gotten the hat at his house and, and you know, done, I don't know what he could yeah, have done. But, but, but he had do the motions, man. Yeah, he was just a buzzkill. He's all talk and no load. Right. I'll tell you, uh, uh, the fans wrote in, how dare Gary back out of this? He's a big-time executive producer who shouldn't have volunteered in the first place, but he did. Time to break out the porn and lube and get to work. How Gary, dare you? Gary backing out is just as bad as Bobo trying to back out of the whack pack. He needs to be punished. Why doesn't Gary just keep the hat outside, do his business in a cup, and then pour the remnants? Exactly. How could, yeah. how could he pussy out like this? I mean, it's just fucking mm. bullshit. I really mean it. I don't even I know what it. he's objecting to. <laughs> Bobo I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I know it's gross, but we all knew but it you was going to be gross. But you volunteered. You knew what you were going to do. It wasn't like we didn't tell you. I, I love your idea. The, I love your idea that he has to go last now. Like that. That's his yeah. Punishment. Well, yes. I mean, it's just it's you know what it is. It's just a fucking bummer. Just a bummer. Where is he? He doesn't even show up now. He is shouldn't he? show up. Cowardly. Show his face. Oh, there is he is, he? dude. I don't get you. I really don't get you. <laughs> okay, I understand. I, I listen. All I can do is apologize. No, you don't. But what do you mean? You I don't, don't volunteer for something. You, let me tell you something. You volunteer for the United States Army. You don't go. Oh, I've thought it through. I don't want to be in the army. They go, Change fuck you, you're in. <laughs> These are very similar <laughs> situations. Baba, back out. <laughs> Gary, you don't have to apologize if you just do the bit. Yeah, I'm just not, say, I'm, I'm just really say not. you made a mistake and you're going to do it now. Just do oh, it. So I'm allowed to change my mind again? Yeah. I'm, I yeah. can't change my mind yeah. the first time. Yeah, I'm not, That's I'm not right. interested. I'm because gonna... the wow. first time you changed your mind had a terrible impact. You could undo that impact with a second. What's the impact? What's the terrible impact? There's going to be four loads on here. What's it? One one less load is not a bad impact, Robin. No, and let's that's bring not the, what it's let's about. Bring the hat. Yeah. Robin, the, let's spirit, the spirit let, of the thing. Let's right, bring the yeah. hat to your house, Robin. If it's no big no. deal, she didn't I don't volunteer have a load to put on it. <laughs> I'm saying she's she's saying it's no big yeah, right. deal. Yeah, God, she's going to cock off on it. Come on, this is more disappointing than your first pitch. At least you went through with that, and you know this is just. You're backing out, man. It's yeah, cowardly. Fucking sad. Coward. I agree. I'll take all the hits. Lisa, you're on the air in Canada. Oh, hi. Um, I just want to know if Chris was in Toronto. I've got a nice house and I've got plenty of room. He can come and jerk off here. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, cool. You, you want to go to our You see how friendly Canadians are, Howard? <laughs> it's so true. They're just welcoming people. Yeah, Lisa, you I'm sound you sound you sound very cute. <laughs> Thank you. I love you so much. Are you hot? I can usually tell by a voice. I'm good with that. That's my talent. Some talent it's to have. Very, but I, you're... It's very sweet. I, I, I'd like to think so, but I'm not young anymore. Oh, okay. I got to go. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Hey, nice talk, man. Yes. Yeah. Gary, Sorry. I, Gary, I guess I can't oh tell. My God. As soon as you took that call, Gary took off. Ga Gary, yeah. get back here. Gary, get out of the room. I'm here. I'm here. By the way, the audience uh, said, I'm going to puke just hearing about Sal's work. I can't even imagine having to see it. I can smell j Sal's jizz through my SiriusXM app. Why is everyone so disgusted? Sal is hot. Can I please see the video of him uh, uh, and his load? Wow. Uh -huh. I, don't, I don't know who wrote that. Signed Chris, Larry, Larry Caputo. Chris. <laughs> Larry Caputo. Larry Caputo. Yeah. <laughs> Sal is known for his cooking skills, but how can anyone eat his food not not knowing what those disgusting hands have been up to? <laughs> and then more shit about Gary. I mean, people are just livid about it. Howard, 
you committed to paying a Gary salary, right? You should back out of that. You're, da- you're damn right. <laughs> this one says Gary's a pussy. Signed the cowardly lion. <laughs> uh, the wrap-up show which gary hosts polled the audience to see if gary should be able to back out of the bed 81 percent of his own listeners think he should go th- through with it michael rapaport sent us a really bad song parody this is so bad i listen to it because you know i like listening to michael he's singing about what a puss gary is for backing out and not coming on the hat but i don't know what it was you can't even understand a word michael's saying <laughs> if you can interpret it I mean, it's crazy. And in fact, Michael Rappaport it was busy. He was hired to uh, be in the second city, the second season of Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin oh, Short and wow. Tina Fey and Selena Gomez. He's on the set. He rushed off the set and delayed filming just to record this song because it was so important to him. I swear that's a true story. He, he actually told Steve said, Martin he had to wait. Yeah. He told Tina Fey, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez, you have to wait. I'm just going to go record a song about Gary not coming on the hat. And, and what's so great about it is I said, this must be a great song if he did that. It, it's just it's funny in that you don't know one of the words. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Oh, here it is. It's called Bowie. Won't Shoot His Semen by Michael Rappaport. Bowie, this song's for you, you filthy, ugly ape, you. You made a promise your lips can't cash. And now I'm going to drop a load on you, you fuck you. Bowie won't shoot his semen. The monkey was deceiving. Bowie's paycheck, he's stealing. Howard, I warned you, I begged you, I told you that this man will consistently betray you he put his monkey knife in your back again fucking animal you gorilla it's your fucking job to jizz in the jizz hat failure failure steve Howard, martin, i have a solution if i could uh, well i i just want to say steve martin was standing around staring at his watch while michael he's a creative genius I think that was a little out of his range. I think that yeah, was the problem. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah John, what's the, uh, what's the solution here? So let's say Gary jerks off into a jar. I go to his house. I pick up the jar, and then I could put it on the hat. I could All spread right, fine. it on well, the hat. You and Gary worked that out, but Gary's semen yeah, better be Yeah, because Gary's there. just saying no. There is no negotiation in here. And he's unapologetic about it. He, yeah. He's very just like, eh, you know, I'm not doing it. Fuck you. Abandoned. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm allowed. Fuck you guys. <laughs> You don't, you don't volunteer and then get out. Well, we do have a new um, volunteer. I just got alerted that uh, uh, Will Murray says he would come over to my chicken coop and also come on the hat. Yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. So with you with this. Uh, wait a second. Are you saying you guys are going to do it like, together and come on the like hat at the same time? No, no, no. Like, I'll That's do it first, so and then I'll hot. give him a call and it's say, like come over. And <laughs> are you guys coop? doing a bukkake film on the hat? <laughs> mm. I'm not touching the hat, but if it's in the coop, it's in the, I'll, I'll shoot a load on it. I, don't I love right. that the wait, chicken wait. coop has turned into a jerk-off booth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the chickens? Do the chickens live Poor in there? Chicken. I mean, do they get to stay in there? <laughs> what is it, Gary? Nothing. <laughs> Look at Will going over there and jerking off on the hat. Hey, Will, good for a uh, team player. Gary, I'm sure Jason would let you come over to the chicken coop. Come on over yeah, to the party. Go over to the chicken coop and do your duty. Rich, it's so appealing. I'll drive two and a half hours so I could stand out in freezing yeah. weather and jerk off while Will and Jason watch me. That sounds like John's driving to Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Part of the job, Gary. What a fucking.
I think we should punish Gary. Maybe I should go to Gary's house and come on something he loves. You know, on like, the nature like that, of the that, show, Like Gary. that jukebox, that jukebox, <laughs> or that vinyl. <laughs> come up as jukebox. Yeah. The necklace he has, the, the spindle necklace. Oh, yes. Oh, and it'll stick yeah. to your chest. Oh. Wait a second, I have to wear it while you do it? Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> no, get a little on your teeth. Mm. Oh, this is this is dark. Someone said, "Come on, Gary's uh, w- dad's war medals." That's horrible. Oh. Oh. Why should his, his dad, dad never you? let us down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man, <laughs> what a run star in World War Two, and you're gonna jizz on it? Well, he was brave. <laughs> he was yeah, a brave that, man. You. That Unlike is not you, Gary, happen. he was brave. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Gary, yeah, this guy yeah, risked right? his life for his country. Gary can't come on a hat. Well. He didn't get to Europe and go, oh, whoa, this is way worse than I uh, thought. I'm out. I don't like this. Yeah, don't <laughs> like They're this all very thing. similar analogies, by the way. <laughs> yes, you being a coward. Come on, Gary. What please. would he do, Gary, if everyone on the show was like you? I don't know. What would we do? What would we do? Yeah, if I saw Sal's load and just said, I'm not putting that hat on, but yeah. I'm going to put the hat on. I'm, I didn't make the bet. But but I understand where you're what coming from. What do you mean didn't you didn't make, make the, the bet. bet? You jumped in. I didn't. I don't have to pay off a bet. Richard made a bet. So I did jump in. You volunteer volunteered then. to be hey, part of this. Even 24 hours out. later, you can back out of uh, signing a deal on a house, Rob. And I had 24 hours. This Ooh. is not a oh, house. please. <laughs> <laughs> Gary up all night thinking of, thinking of uh, the, the house. Someone called him with that. <laughs> 24 <I'm> hours. There's <laughs> no 24 hour rule here on this show. Pussy. If you don't come on that hack hour, you might lose that house. So think about it. Yeah, there you go. Adam, you're on the air. If your wife finds that bag, you might hey lose now. that house. <laughs> That's true, too. What's up, Howard? Hey. Hey, now. I agree with uh, before um, Robin hey said that yesterday about Gary, about how he thinks he's too good to do it. I was thinking the same thing before she said it yesterday. I think he thinks he's too good to do it. He does. Yesterday on the wrap-up yeah. show, yeah, yesterday on the wrap-up show, he was saying that he was worried about if he was booking guests. So, which one is Bullshit. it? Is he worried about Bullshit. booking guests? He'll book like, what are the guests going to know that he jizzed on a hat? This is much like saying, no surprise here, I'm a Springsteen fan. Like, everybody's following everything that Carrie does. Hey, are you the guy was, that jizzed on the hat? <laughs> I yeah, was Bruce Springsteen's going to go, uh, Gary, I was listening to the show, and you came on a hat, and I can't come on now. <laughs> I'm not going to. I mean, like, before. what convoluted logic is that? Both, I can't uh, I can't book Bruce Springsteen. He ain't coming on the show anymore. <laughs> I could explain if you want, but it will only lead to okay. more ridicule. Okay, explain it. I go into a lot of meetings with a lot of people, not Bruce Springsteen, but representatives yeah. of people who are fans of the show, listen to the show, and I yeah. do feel it diminishes me if I go into right. a meeting and they know Let I me just came something. in a hat. When the girl, when that girl um, uh, splashed oh, yeah. her, her cum in your eye, right? Did, did those same people let you in the room? I didn't volunteer to do that. Meaning, I was. Yes, I didn't. Did. I didn't. Hold yes, you I were didn't si- know. What was he holding? Guys, let me hear the microphone. Yeah, you were Mr. Sibby. I right. didn't know that when I sat down with that microphone, that was going to happen. Had I known in advance, I would have not have held the microphone. Gary, I was shocked. You, that was the most shocking thing I've ever been involved Gary, in. Gary, you've willingly <laughs> pissed in a diaper on right. show. <laughs> Wore a diaper you there. 30 years ago. <laughs> Gary, we didn't let, forget. Okay, that's a good point. 30 years ago, you stood in my studio in a diaper. <laughs> and you urinated and had a look on your face like a baby. I felt Excuse great. Baby. It was awesome. All right. You I loved did. it. You peed in the diaper. In the 30 years since, has anyone, when you walked into a meeting, said, oh, you're Gary Delabate. You peed in a diaper. 
I don't want you in this meeting. <laughs> uh, no, no, that does, that does not happen. Okay. But well, not, I, think I don't think you... people will say they don't want me in a meeting. I think they will just be thinking. That's, uh, to have people thought, oh, that's a guy that peed in a diaper? I don't know. So has it affected <laughs> your work? But they let you no. in the meeting. Yeah. Yes, they I mean, let me in the meeting. Everybody you've knows never, you've never been rejected you from you, you've never been rejected from a meeting for having stood there looking like a, a slow adult while you <laughs> peed into a diaper. <laughs> that is that is true. That is a true statement. That right. knows so, the truth. Yeah. So I think if you came on Richard's hat, it's pretty much the same thing. Rest my case. Everyone who has meetings Gary. will know. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that some people might know. You know, of course, family members too. <laughs> I mean, they or they might you think you're not family. reliable if they, you know, that like you're the guy who didn't oh, the JD promise and say, This is J JD's moment. Go ahead, I, JD. I agreed to do a bet. I agreed. I volunteered to show my penis to Richard. Yes. I had mentally prepared during, certainly during the first half of the game. I mentally prepared myself to show Richard my penis and to have him draw it and show everyone, you know, what my penis looked like. If I had backed out of that, I mean, I would have had hell to pay. <laughs> no one would have, like, forgiven me for anything. So this is, uh, I love you, Gary, but come on, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you volunteered. That's right. Wow, you disappointed, J.D. Gary, you're worried. You're uh -oh, worried Benji's going to yell at you. This is bad. Now it's, now, now it's an all-time low. Go ahead, Benji. <laughs> Gary, you're, you say you're worried about people in meetings. Aren't you? You're, prom you're making promises to these people in meetings how things will go when they come on. Aren't you worried about them Say you're not, no. you're someone that can't keep I, the, your word? I don't think somebody of any importance is going to go, oh, my God, that Gary didn't come on the hat. I don't think I can trust him. I know that your combo would say, say that, but I don't believe that's happened. You remember the name Jeffrey Tubin? Yeah, they yeah. took him back at CNN. He's going to be back at meeting. You think that's somebody's right. going to say, "I'm not coming to the meeting"? You think that every time, Robin? Be honest. I might not go to that meeting. Every single time <laughs> you see Jeffrey Tubin on the air, do you think of him, the guy that wrote the OJ book, the famous author, the CNN correspondent, or do you go, "Oh, there's a guy that jerked off"? Of course I do, but I'm still watching. Case closed. Yeah, but he got caught. I my he didn't volunteer. It's a very yeah. different negotiation. All right. I've had enough of this. Gary's a traitor. Yeah. Uh, when when Benji tells you you're not doing the right thing, then you know you're in trouble. Benji's <laughs> always the guy who knows I defend Gary. And the, you know, you always expect him to come on and go, I understand if he wants to change his mind. No, even Benji's like disgusted with you. That's an all-time low. Disgusted. <laughs> look at Benji's look of disgust. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's Whoa. pretty bad. Well, hey, let me tell you about this. Because uh, Hollywood Harmeyer, uh, JD, is going out to L.A. for the Super Bowl. And he, uh, all of a sudden, I'm talking to him about it this morning. And Blit, are you going out there with him? I think you're going to be covering him, right? Yeah, I'm totally psyched. This is like the best <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me in a long time. So this is fantastic. <laughs> By the way, I want you to cover JD's Hollywood trip and the and and and. Are you going to do anything like um like let's say go to a restaurant with JD and tell everybody that he is the largest coke <laughs> dealer in the United well, States? Well, yes, I have already. I have a reservation, a twenty three course omakase uh, Japanese restaurant <laughs> what? in what? LA at the sushi <laughs> what? bar. For Wednesday night, so this will be covered, and it's going to be fantastic. So that's one of the uh, things we have planned for our uh, Los Angeles adventure. Yeah. And you don't care. Uh, 
And you don't care about football at all, right? You just I, want to be. No. You just want to observe JD and. Yep. Uh, are, are you going to do any of your famous uh, bits where you get in the elevator and uh, pretend that you're calling your mistress or lying to your wife that you're uh, actually in Chicago when you're in New York? What are you going to hope so? What are you gonna, the, yes. Uh, yes, I hope so. If uh-huh. they, yeah, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> and we're flying Jay- down together, so I'm sitting next to him on the plane. So, and I'll be recording that as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do my fun terrorist prank on that. Oh, God. I can tell you better not. No, I'm kidding. I know Gary is working on getting JD into some of the exclusive big parties with it, with all the Ooh. famous people. So I'm talking to JD. You got to hear JD what a player this guy is. I'm kind of proud of him. <laughs> proud of him. He says to me um, this morning, he goes, uh, uh, and he, I knew he wanted to tell me something, but it, we, he was having trouble getting it out. More trouble than he usually does. And he goes, uh, 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 when I'm out there, uh, there's a whole bunch of parties. And there's like one party that's like the best. And uh, um, I don't mean to drop names, but uh, Ryan Phillippe is getting me into the party. He's going to get me. I go, who's getting you into the party? Ryan Phillippe. There you go. I mean, (laughs) listen, He called me. Uh, wow. You know, we usually text if anything, but uh, that was very nice of him. He's a very, uh, he's a very good guy. And as soon as you said that, everyone jumped in with the new name Hollywood Harmeyer. Oh, well, John Hine. You know, that's Sean Hine's fucking thing. It's been for years. It, anytime I talk about like interacting with a celebrity of any sort, it's oh Hollywood Harmeyer, Hollywood Harmeyer over there. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, you're, you're friends with Ryan Philippe, very famous actor, good looking guy. He yeah. says he can get you into what is the most exclusive party well, out there? Well, he said he Super knew Bowl? he said he knew this guy that uh either runs or uh deals with the Fanatics party, which I uh, apparently is like a big party. Um and Who he said will be he there, could, do you think? Oh, I have no idea. The... I don't know. I I I honestly have no idea. Probably athletes and you know other celebrities, I you know, I don't know. And Ryan oh, goes there. You're going to mingle with Yes, Gary. I'm working on, I don't know if I can pull this off, I'm working on getting J.D. into the commissioner's dinner, right? So the commissioner's dinner is all the owners of every team. It's this big party, and they all have their own individual kind of booths where everybody congregates. So the year I went when Kansas City was in there, not only were the owners there and the the owner's hot daughter, but um, any celebrity that loves the Chiefs will be there. So the Bengals booth would be amazing for J.D. to be at. Every owner's there, every player. Wow. Tons of celebrities, and then they get a big act to play. Gary, like one year it was John Legend. Are you worried that when you make the call to get JD into the party, <laughs> that uh, they will have heard that you backed out of coming on the hat, and they will see you as less of a man? Uh, no, luckily I, I I'm dealing with a different person. I'm much more worried about when they say who is <laughs> JD reputation. bringing. What I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, Jonathan, don't go nuts out there. No, I mean, you know, of you're there not. to cover yeah. the action and, and JD, uh, JD. Don't be the action. Yeah, yeah no, don't I'm be not the, the action. Exactly. You behave yourself around Icky Woods, John. Yes, especially. I'm a professional. JD, can you can you imagine if you get into that party with, as Gary says, the owners and their hot daughter? <laughs> the fuck he's talking about. All the owners and their hot daughter will be there. No, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know if it's his daughter or his granddaughter, but she's stunningly beautiful. And it's she's daughter, everybody... Yeah. What is it? His, is it a granddaughter? Clark Hunt's daughter. I yeah, think she's beautiful. Yeah, daughter. <laughs> I just like how you put it. JD will be going with all the owners and their beautiful daughter. 
<laughs> like the owners had a daughter. <laughs> yeah, like all the owners gave birth to one daughter. <laughs> How it, it is the party with the owners and the beautiful daughter. <laughs> JD, you're going to be at a party with all the owners and their beautiful daughter. Apparently, apparently. I can't, uh, I can't wait. Well, you know, after uh, this performance this week, I can't have any faith that Gary can pull that off. Gary can't even pull off. Uh, well, never mind. Uh, I, I don't like when Gary. I love Gary, but I don't like when he backs out of a bit. That's not. A, that's not good. It's, yeah, it's not cool. I mean, Howard, um, when we went to Super Bowl, just the parties on the day of the Super Bowl are crazy. There's so many parties just in the parking lot. Yeah, but the, there's a we were not talking about a parking lot party. We're talking about JD going to the what is the party that the Ryan Phillips? Well, uh, this the one I the only one I know of is the Fanatics party. Fanatic is like this huge sports brand that deals with uh a qu um like the big sports merchandise. They just bought like uh Tops, this top uh trading card company. So and Ryan Phillippe DM'd you and said, hey, I, J.D., I think I might be able to get you into that party. He, he called me. He called me. And, wow. Uh, Hollywood yes. Harmeyer. Hollywood Harmeyer. <laughs> he called you. Yeah. He's also buddies with Breck and Meyer from the Star of Road Trip. Oh, is that oh, right? I haven't talked to him as much. I, I, you know, I know he's a fan, but I haven't, I've only had dinner with him once. But I was... You still talking to Samantha B? Uh, no, I've only talked to her lately. Um you dropped yeah. it. Are you too big for her now? <laughs> no, I just no. have. We just haven't. I don't know. What her they... show not big enough for you? <laughs> no, I love. I love Samantha. Uh, <laughs> by the way, um, when Spade comes in later, I'm sure he's going to be going to a lot of these parties. Oh, he's so. oh, missed yeah. a party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've hung with him at, at parties. You should see him in action. Maybe, Jerry O'Connell, yeah. the very famous Jerry O'Connell, tweeted JD. Offering to let him sleep at his place. Do you want to sleep at Jerry's house? How, <laughs> no, how I, I love Jerry. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jerry, but I don't. I'm not staying at his house. I mean, forget Jerry. See Rebecca running around half naked. <laughs> That's fine. I actually ran into Jerry once at a, a at a hotel. Uh, him and his wife, and we saw each other. You don't want to stay at his house? Why not? I don't, cool I don't like imposing be? myself in people's houses. It's he's not, inviting. He's, offering. He, he's inviting you. Oh, but still. It's he's inviting you and Blit over to the house to <laughs> sleep there together. Uh, that's all right. I got, you know, I have, I got a place to stay. It's fine. Do we need to all take right. you shopping for clothes? Like pretty woman style? Get you right <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I, I have clothes. I'm not, you know, if I have to like. Uh, I, you know, I'm definitely bringing my Bengals jersey, but you know, I'm not wasn't planning on. But what about a suit. these parties, JD? You don't yeah. wear that shirt to these parties. No, you know <laughs> no, what? You do need a you do need a pretty woman makeover. Uh, Blit, yeah. You got to take him shopping. He can't yeah, go to Gucci, that. Gucci, Prada. Ah, easy, easy. You know, you can't go to the owners. Yeah. He can't go up. meet the owners and their hot daughter wearing <laughs> that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell Gary's been thinking about that daughter ever since then. It's on his mind. How it's the place to be is all the owners and their hot daughter. <laughs> that was like two or three years ago, Gary. Were you not looking, Richard? I know who she is, but I didn't meet her. You were at that party. I didn't meet her me. either. I just I just saw her, but she's, she's, you just you know, ogled at her. I did. <laughs> who is Gary, who is the hot daughter that you're referring to? Uh, hold on a second. I'm just looking at a picture of her up here. I uh, think she was uh, in the running for Miss America, too. 
Yes. I mean, she's really something. Her name is Gracie Hunt. Gracie Hunt? Does <laughs> <laughs> she have a brother named Mike? Yeah, Mike the Hunt family owns the chief. The chiefs. Oh, yeah, and they got the hot daughter, huh? You want to see? Sure. I can, yeah, I want to see. With this big buildup. See that pussy. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I can't. Uh, so Jerry O'Connell's not big enough for Hollywood Harmeyer, huh? Oh no, He's stop turning it! Turning him down. Yeah, I don't. I'm not staying at Ryan Phillippe's house. I don't want to go to that house. Well, I'll st- okay. I'm still, if he offered, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not looking to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Jerry O'Connell. Uh, nah, I don't want to stay at his house. <laughs> I would just stay there to see Rebecca running around in different outfits because you know she doesn't. <laughs> clothes are offensive to her. <laughs> Howard, can I offer JD a little advice too? And coming yeah. from me, this is going to sound crazy, but don't drink like too much before or during the game. You want to remember this. Oh no, I'm I'm looking to you know pace myself, and then hopefully the Bengals win. And if that happens, then, then go crazy. Then yeah. I'll go crazy. But no, I'm not. All right, here's I don't, the picture. I don't oh, cra- whoa, that's the hot daughter. Whoa, wow. Those owners did have a hot daughter. <laughs> and and is she Sound- someone who like is super rich from her family? Yeah, yeah they're real. She's, rich. She's, wow. the, yeah. She, you know how much a you know how much an NFL football team is worth? I think it's like close over to a billion. billion. It's yeah, over. Well, so all she- those guys are billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds ready to drop another load on that hat right now. I might, I might take that to the bathroom for the break. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> When you prepare, it would be great when you're preparing to come on that Kansas City Chiefs logo. You could uh, look at the daughter of the hot, the hot daughter of the owner. Absolutely, wow. Howard. Between that would this be a very special talk, contribution. <laughs> pussy. Between the daughter talk and this hat getting come down, I'm never going to be allowed in Kansas City again. <laughs> They're not going to let me be a Chiefs fan anymore. <laughs> According to Chris Wilding, people complain on Twitter that JD is very arrogant and won't <laughs> respond to fans and only verified accounts, only celebrities. Uh, so, I don't uh, really do. I don't really tweet at people too much. I respond to people more in DMs, and some aren't verified. So you know what I heard I'll about you? Not to digress from Super Bowl, but Uh-oh. I heard that you and Chris Wilding got into a really weird fight about being the Ricardos in a meeting yesterday, <laughs> and it what? it it turned really nasty. Right. Well, listen, what are they it, well, talking about? Well, we were talking about movies or whatever, and uh, talking about the Oscar nominations yesterday. And uh, he, <laughs> it started out with like, you know, I like the movie uh, Power of the Dog, which you know someone else didn't like, whatever. And Chris was like, "Oh, JD's a movie snob, you know, whatever." So whatever, that's fine. And then uh, we're talking about something else, and then it got to being the Ricardos, and I said, "I like being the Ricardos," and. Chris blew up a little bit and said, oh, fuck off. I watched 15 minutes of that. I had to turn it off. You're fucking, you know, whatever. And uh, and then I tried to fight back a little bit. Dude, you watch 90 Day Fiance. It's not, you know, it's not that it's not that high flute of entertainment. And then he said, what well, if it wasn't for argument. Howard, you would be on 90 Day Fiance. So then you're going to you you are going to do great at the owner's party. You, you, you got to get the gab that nobody. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> 
ninety day fiance. I said you, you watch ninety day fiance. So I, 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 <laughs> by the way, this is meetings with Chris too. By the way, <laughs> uh, listen, so, I overreacted and I contacted he, JD he, privately he and apologized. We, but when it comes to films, for a guy that's never directed movies, I do think you're a little highfalutin with your film taste. That's I like, like my I like all types. I like all types. Uh, and you watch you Big like all Brother. Types. Yes, <laughs> I'm not saying I, I don't say my taste is uh, so, so don't, high, bro. And, and then and then JD goes. Well, at least he goes. At, at, at least I have a fiance. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you, you said, dude. Yeah, your first line to me was, "If it wasn't for Howard, uh, you would be on Ninety Day Fiance." So yeah, I fought back, but I fought back a little bit. Sorry, dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna take your shit all the time. I could have a fiance if I wanted a fiance. Good, then get I'm one. Picky. I don't know what I'm to picky. tell you. <laughs> then stop. I don't want a fiance. All right then. <laughs> I mean, what kind of re remark is that? What kind of remark was the one you told me? Well, it was funny. Come on. Oh, okay. All right. So. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, okay. It was hilarious. All right. I was in a bad mood, and I and I do apologize. Yes. And, you know, JD thinks I hate him, and I don't hate him. I really actually like him a lot. So I agree I with you. I think if, if JD didn't work here, he, he would be on 90 Day Fiancé. I do believe that. And I there's no that shame in that. I just went through a 90 oh, okay. Day Fiancé situation, and, you know, I recommend it to everyone. The guy was beautiful. I think JD would have a wife uh, that or a girlfriend that needs to get into the country. I do believe that. We would use him for a... Uh... It, listen, it just went from movies to very personal. And yeah, I fought back yeah. a little bit and we both apologized and, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I moved on. I moved on with my life. Look, and JD, I still your think about your big saying car. you like being the Ricardos proves that you are not a highbrow person <laughs> when you talk about movies. Well, I don't know. Something about that just made me snap. And and again, I apologize. By the way, what are you two? What are, what are the two? Meeting. What are the two of you supposed to be talking about instead of being the Ricardo? Like, if it's a meeting, I'm sure that. Well, the, I, I do have to say it is. It is. It's a meeting that comes right after the show. And to quote you, I'm a little woozy. After, <laughs> you know, and it's just you get in there, and it's like people are talking about DVD screeners, and I don't know what. And I just was annoyed. And then JD's carrying on the conversation about being the Ricardos, and I just kind of said like, "Who gives a shit about any of this? Like, let's move on." It was enough. Right. Yeah, <laughs> in other enough. words, you want to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. I know what you mean. I, I find I get meeting burnout if there's too much to chatter. I like to get right down to business. And, and after hearing Chris's uh, living situation, the current living situation, I, I can understand how, uh, you know. That, that is a big part of it. it it's, it's, like it. The, it's like the shining up here, complete with the old lady in the bathtub. How I mean, it's not fun. Be, how, how long are you going to be at your mom's house and we, um, we're there with your grandma? Well, I was going to leave. I was supposed to be back, and then my grandmother fell, and that has extended the vacation, not vacation, the nightmare. So I will hopefully be back at the end of this run is the plan. All right. Well, we're going to get the hat to you so you can come on it. Thank you. We want to, you know, I see it's getting late in the show, and, and we want to talk about these Super Bowl bets. I mean, they're all this kind of standard dumb shit that, uh, <laughs> that you see. Uh, JD's going to be out at Super Bowl. John Blitz going with him. Yes. And to recap, John Blitz going to get the hat up to Canada so Chris can come on it. Uh, he's going to be uh, either flying Very busy. or driving it. Yeah, he's got, he, all of a sudden Blitz a major player. <laughs> he's a world traveler. <laughs> he's a world traveler. He is, a, a world is the best the person for this. He is such a he is such a good dude and just so committed to this job that yes. uh, I'm really happy for him that he's been tasked with this. I, I really just I love him. I want to yeah, say he that. he no, was at you. my house right after the show. Right. Oh after yeah. Said this. Yeah. So he's he's the real lot. deal.
The oh, guy had you. a lot of problems getting a car, renting one. The woman ignored him at the booth and all that other stuff. He got the he got he the endured. Hat. He just went he, ahead and got it done. He, he got the hat from Richard. He drove it over to Sal's house. Sal came on it. Uh, Sal's yeah. going to come on again in a few minutes. Uh, and by the way, Howard, gonna... today, today, I thought about this. Today, I, I'm going to dedicate these big loads to people I love. So, <laughs> so today, Howard, the load that I drop on the inside of the hat will be dedicated to the beautiful Robin Quivers. Oh, oh, isn't wow. that nice? Will you think about? <laughs> will you be thinking about Robin when you drop yes. that load on that? You and will. I'll tell you okay. why. Because Robin, Robin, really, she turned me on so much putting down Gary. There's nothing worse than <laughs> putting a man in his place. Like when Robin chastised Gary, I was getting like a tingle in oh. my area. Mistress tingle Robin, in your dingle. Do you, yeah, do you she want really Robin me on? So. Do you want Robin during the commercial to yell at Gary while you're jerking off? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> there we go. Let's see if we can arrange that. She'd be happy to help you out. Uh, Robin, this uh, is right, for you. Listen, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of these uh, bets, you know, with Super Bowl. Some and of them was, are so. I was telling you that, they, you know, you're going to talk about these bets. Some of them are so stupid, but they're expecting <laughs> to make $7.6 billion. Yeah, from $7. all 6 these people betting seven six point seven point six billion dollars is the amount of money that's been bet so far on super bowl i guess right is that the yeah. end statistic? well that's yeah. what they're estimating to you know the gambling association can sort of predict what's going to happen they think about i forget 20 something million people are going to bet and they're going to make 7.6 billion dollars wow. in the gambling industry mark you're on the air in pennsylvania yeah i just wanted to say i mean jd i love the guy funny man but you should be a little more thankful and appreciative. I'd be, you know, I'd be on my knees thanking you right now. Could you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, let alone? I, never Joey mind that. Him. I would, I would thank uh, Howard. Thank you very much. I'll thank you every day if you want me to. <laughs> not, I, no, I, I, not, but I know what you mean, Mark. I mean, uh, to insult Jerry O'Connell's offer to uh, stay at <laughs> oh, his house. That's not insulting his offer. In I mean, I'm sure you got some plans, but come on. It's Jerry O'Connell. How do you turn that down? No woman in the world would turn him down. And here, here you are turning him down like, you got a horseshoe up your ass, buddy, and you're acting like you're a silver spoon in your mouth. And the luck you have, man, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck. And this guy here, he's getting everything handed to him. I mean, look, here's hey, you a got... dude, you probably deserve it. Well, sure enough, he does, Mark. And, J.D. Uh, I will... Sorry, Howard, but J.D., yeah. just to let you know, when I found out Howard sent me to the Super Bowl to see the Chiefs, I cried. I cried very hard. Oh, you can, I, 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 listen, I can't just pull up tears. It, it's very, uh, I'm sure I'll cry, you know, when I'm actually there and we'll get that on tape and stuff. And, uh, and hopefully after <laughs> the Bengals win, I'll probably cry. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, JD just rejected staying in the same home with Rebecca Romaine. I mean, <laughs> Doesn't make any Dude. sense. Who, who's, not, whose invitation time. would you? <laughs> you imagine time. you're in Jerry's house and like you, you go into the bathroom or something and you walk out and then Rebecca <laughs> didn't remember you're in the house and she's nude, fully nude in front of you. And <laughs> she's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, JD, I didn't realize <laughs> it. And you're like, oh, I, I didn't mean anything. Right? <laughs> oh, no, no. Take a look. Take a look at my body. I don't care. My back it's is just... so sore. <laughs> Yeah. I feel for oh, Jerry because, you know, he makes an offer and he's rejected by JD. Yeah, I think JD. he's waiting for like Leonardo DiCaprio or No, yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to Let me ask you something, JD. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not staying at his house either. 
Jamie, yeah, you said let me you ask you something. You're gay. <laughs> well, that's different. That's a different question. That's true. You said you'd fuck Leonardo DiCaprio if you're gay. Yeah, yeah sure. Wow. <laughs> mm. He's, he's one of my favorite actors. It's, it's great. Mm. Who would you? Sorry, would let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let's say Jennifer Aniston hears about this and says, "JD, come stay at my place." No, would I, you go? I don't want to stay at anyone's house. It's not. It's not. I don't. No, it's not my thing. I don't like. You wouldn't go to Jennifer house. Aniston's house. I, I if she wanted for, me to hang out a little bit, sure, but I'm not going to fucking stay there like overnight. I don't. I don't even. Really? I don't. Excuse me. Wow. Well, how did you reject Jerry? I mean, well, I, I didn't reject Jerry. I just, I, what did you say? My, what did you tell him? <laughs> so, I don't want to come to your house. Thank you for now, for I appreciate it. Thank it's, you, but no, thank you. You're not a big enough star. <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> Jerry's actually a big star. No, no, really. no, 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 I'm big no, enough no, for no, you, no, actually. No, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> You're telling me you wouldn't stay. Let's say it was. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to think of the. If, it, if, if Jimmy Kimmel and Molly offered to have me stay at their house, no, I wouldn't stay at their house either. I'm not interested in, you know. And I love you're both, just I smacking like everyone in the head, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> He's no Johnny Carson, okay? No, yeah, I, just I, put I, down all of Hollywood, no, yeah. no, I'm just saying, I don't want to stay in anyone's house. Hot shit, Harmeyer. It's <laughs> <laughs> the hot wow. shit. This shit don't stink. Uh, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> And Quentin Tarantino, you'd say yes. Quentin Tarantino. No, I don't want to stay at anyone's house. No, you don't want to stay at Quentin Tarantino's house. No, no. All right. No. What about Steven Spielberg? No, I just I don't want to stay. <laughs> Oprah, I, look, you want to be a director? You wouldn't want to spend time with these guys. Yeah, no, I would. I would like <laughs> hang out at their house if they somehow. Well, that's how to. you get to spend time with them. Well, no, well, no, it's no staying over. It's just the whole thing. It's like it's. Oh it's my not, god! I don't. I don't like that. You wouldn't stay in Montecito at Oprah's place? I would. I hang out, for, I hang out in the garden, talk to her in the garden. Meet Meanwhile, you got, we want to hear something funny. The funniest thing I ever got. Yesterday, I get a box in the uh, mail and open it up, and it's, believe it or not, a Valentine gift from Robin. And uh, it's, it's fucking Oprah's uh, <laughs> uh, journal. <laughs> it's like Oprah's. It's a year of Oprah, and I go. This is now. This is the greatest. I'm looking at this fucking thing, getting all worked up because it's like ridiculous. And it's like Oprah says, if you do this for a year, your whole life will improve. And I'm looking at it and everything, and I go, this is some gift. This is the greatest gift. I had to call Robin right away. I was in the middle of twenty different things. I couldn't believe it. But um, oh hey, and uh, oh so listen, we got to get to these bets. But Robin, thank you. It was the sweetest oh, thing. You're, I mean, she, you're quite welcome. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really, really true. Oh. Who's that? Oh, hey, it's Mel Gibson, everybody. He wants to say oh. something to J.D. Go ahead, Mel. Uh, J.D., I propose that you stay at my house, and then after the game, you can blow me! <laughs> Get on your knees and fucking blow me! <laughs> oh, thank, no, thank you. You want you you want to stay at Mel Gibson's house? No, I don't want to stay at Mel Gibson's Come house. Come on, JD, you loved Braveheart. <laughs> Come on, JD, you love my pool house. Stay at my house, take a dip, and blow me. <laughs> Get on your knees for the fucking bangles. Do it. Get on your knees. No, no, that's what that's John not. can record it. <laughs> 
I've got a beautiful house in Malibu. You'd love <laughs> the view. I've got a big screen TV. And you can blow me. Just <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> blow me. <laughs> Mel, Come on. Mel, no. you're going to have a heart attack, for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> 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 All right, Mel, you go to that. There he is. There's uh, Mel Gibson says, uh, J.D. can come over and blow him, or baloney, <laughs> or whatever he said. Lucky me. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's late in the show, and Spade, and <laughs> I'm excited to talk to uh, Spade and, Dan and Dana Carvey, but where are we at? So, J.D., you're going to Super Bowl. All right, here's what we learned. <laughs> Sal's going to come on the hat now. Yeah, I'm going to go to break. John Blitz driving the hat at the end of the week over to Canada. Yeah, he's going, because he's Gary going. won't participate. So we're not going to Connecticut. We're going yeah, to Gary, Yeah, Canada. Gary fucked the whole thing up because then, the then Chris would have been back. <laughs> anyway, there's the hat, and um, Sal's going to defile it. John Blitz going to go to Canada. Drop it off at Chris Wilding's place where Chris will do his duty. He'll come on the hat, even though his grandma and his grandma are in this tiny little place with him. Uh, yes. But he's going to do it. He's going to get it done somehow. And then uh, the hat's going to return from Canada. And then where's it going, John? To to Jason's. for The chicken coop? The chicken yeah. coop, yeah. And Will and Jason are going to jerk off in the chicken coop. And then Benji? <laughs> and Benji. And Benji, Benji will yeah. be the final destination before mm -hmm. it goes back to Richard. I bet you Benji's got a big load. Bigger than Sal's. That's what I guess. <laughs> How many times does Benji think he can do this? Benji, Benji, can you do it every day on the hat? Or are you a guy that needs to build up? Um, Yeah, I can do it. I, I mean, I, I actually, I was curious yesterday. So uh, I weighed my load yesterday. <laughs> 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 yeah what'd you get i didn't get anything but i had a load but i i did right. it on a paper towel and i didn't oh but yeah i didn't <laughs> and you and it didn't weigh and more and the paper like towel towels? didn't weigh any more after no but it's it's you know those digital scales is very hard because and then i i was googling it sal has an amazing load like the average human load is only a couple grams i think and sal's like three four times that so. <laughs> but i i can do i can easily do it i could do it every hour i could do it oh, twice good. a day for sure oh okay wow. good all right every That's hour <laughs> what a man Benji, in fact Benji. if sal ever wanted to have a contest who could have continuous loads more i would do that <laughs> i'm up for that on the hat as long as you do it on the hat i'm up for it i'm in both i'm in both <laughs> but i'm gonna take it to the booth or something like times square booth i don't want it in my house well don't lose gary, it be careful gary just said it, i want in on that contest yeah, I'll do it. Uh, well anyway sal thank you your load is inspiring everyone even ben thank you and it's very and exciting. howard i'll show you real quick this is the part that the load will hit today it's the inside of that right there. Oh, the sweatband. Oh. Right where uh, Richard's forehead, right where yes. Richard's forehead meets his head. I mean, meets the head. Okay, got it. All right, there you go. Uh, isn't that something? Also, uh, I was going to play this. Sal was hypnotized and uh, made Super Bowl predictions. He doesn't know anything about sports, oh. but I don't even know if I'm going to get to that today. It's crazy. Oh, dear. Uh, so then much we stuff. won't know how to bet, how. Let me see. What time is it? Will I have enough time to do that? Oh, shoot. I've got a lot of stuff I'm not going to get to today. 
Um, <laughs> let me see. Here's Sal. Let me see if I can get it. All right, real quick. Sal claims his guardian angels help him predict the future. Okay. And so uh, Dr. Schmieren, Scott Schmieren, <laughs> uh, hypnotized Sal, and then Sal made predictions. Sal Governale, clairvoyant or creep? I feel like my duty is to procreate. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you say, who will win Super Bowl? Who will win Super Bowl number 56? The Bengals. The Bengals. Great. All right. That, you were under hypnotism when you said that, right? Yes, so your yeah, guardian yeah. angels were telling you this. This wasn't you speaking. It was the guardian angels. That is correct. All right. Good thing you have a big load, or there'll be no redeeming quality. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be no reason to keep you around. Sal Governale, mentalist or mental patient? I could communicate and talk to other forms of energy without talking. Hmm. <laughs> Sal says he's going to put up $500 of his own money on these oh. predictions. He's so convinced oh. that he's right. What will be the final score of the game? What's the final score of the game going to be? 34-42 Bengals. 34-42 Bengals. Awesome. Wow. There you go. Here's some more. Sal Governale. Mystic or moron. I'm confused. <laughs> Who will score first? Which team is going to score first? The Bengals. The Bengals are going to score first. Does he know who go. else is playing? Yeah, do you know the other team's <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah, what no. it is is he probably didn't remember the L.A. Rams. But here we go. Sam Governale, prophet or pervert? I'm complete energy. What? This is one of the bets. What color will the Gatorade be that they dump on the winning coach? What color Gatorade will be poured over the winning head coach's head? Uh, greenish yellow. What a, what a bit. What a bit. <laughs> Sal Governale, telepathic or telepathetic? The universe is a, um, a mission. The universe is a mission, that's right. Um, where's John Hine? John Hine, give me the three top ridiculous bets you can make on Super Bowl. John knows all Hit him with the Hine! Here he comes. Uh, well, Howard, first of all, I mean, Sal clearly leveraging the Bengals there. Uh, he loves Cincinnati, which may move the line. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I love looking at the, 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 just the crazy stuff. The national anthem one is, is always a good one because you want to know how long it's going to go. It's the beginning of the game. It kind of gets you in that betting mode. And, uh, Mickey Guyton is doing it this year. And I think the over-under is uh, 1 minute and 37 seconds. And last mm. year, it went for over 2 minutes. So you'd think this is a no-brainer over. But it's it, it's, it's tricky. You, you never know how it's going to go. So uh, that's a that's a fun, crazy one to start your Super Bowl betting with. <laughs> well, there well, you go. John, uh, my spirit guides told me it would be under 2 minutes. So <laughs> I, I am putting my money on my angels. I'll bet you $100 that on the under. By the way, I want to warn the audience. Don't listen to what things Sal says because it sounds like maybe need to be warned. Well, when <laughs> Sal was Sal. under hypnotism, yeah, because when Sal was under hypnotism, I think he said, you know, you know, a kicker has never been named Super Bowl MVP. 
And only yes. three defensive linemen have won the award in its 55-year history. And and when Scott Schmieren, Dr. S- whatever he is, I don't know. Doctor Dr. Scott Schmieren. When, <laughs> when he asked Sal, Sal goes, the kicker, for, the kicker for the Bengals is going to get the MVP award. That's what, uh, I mean, what's said. so funny about that? I mean, he's he's a great kicker. But uh, can, by the way, know. you can check out Scott Schmarin's work <laughs> at uh, ultimatevisionarymind.com. He's a great hypnotist. Uh, let's go to Oscar. Hold on, John. We'll get to more ridiculous bets. Go ahead, Oscar in Maine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I'm on the air with you. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, uh, what do you guys think that the Border Patrol is going to say when John Bliss tries to drive across the border with a cum-covered hat into Canada? <laughs> If you do the drive, John, will you tell Border Patrol that you have the cum hat and you have to get it to uh, Chris Wilding immediately? They're going to want to know what your business is in Canada. Well, one, I'm Canadian, so I think that'll be okay. And, yes, I'm going to be honest with the Border Patrol. It's the only way to be. You have to be honest. Right, right. And I think they'll declare understand. the hat? Yeah. Please, please, yeah, uh, if they ask. please uh, tape that if they ask, okay? Just <laughs> uh, hold on. Yeah, i got to hit the record right button. <laughs> how will you say it? pretend i'm border patrol sir what sure. is your business in canada i'm going to deliver this kansas city chiefs hat because my colleague and good friend chris wilding needs to ejaculate on it it has to happen don't say my name <laughs> um. <laughs> all right there it is that's an exclusive uh jared go ahead jared is calling from canada as well yes jared hey how are you doing man okay man uh, look, when uh, when John Blitz driving across the 401 to meet up with uh, with Chris Wilding, uh, I want to know what time he's coming across because I'm going to stand on the overpass with a huge sign that says Canada welcomes the KC cum calf. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, please uh, let the people know what time. OK, we'll, we'll try to get that out there so they can greet the hat yeah. when it comes out of Canada. It's going to be a convoy, a cum convoy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Very It'll be like the Olympic torch. <laughs> John, give me uh, one or two more ridiculous bets for uh, the Super Bowl. Well, one of the more when you watch the ads, I mean, there's always ridiculous bets there. And this year, there's uh, an over under on someone appearing in a mask in an ad uh, over huh. what it's one and a half times. So you can bet on how many people show up in masks during commercials, which is crazy uh, because of the covid crisis. Right. How many commercials will feature a mask? Yeah, yeah huh. that's one. That's one. And my, another favorite of mine is the, there are always ads with dogs in them. So the odds of dogs appearing in over six and a half ads is plus 200. But you got to watch the whole game and, and make sure you keep track of every ad to see how many dogs will appear, how many times dogs will appear in the commercials. You know, you're right. I, I think with a lot of these advertisements, a dog is a heartwarming kind oh, of yeah. a vibe, and it works in the ad. Huh, I would think there, there will be a – I'm going to go with the under on the dogs. Not six and a why. half. Dogs. Right. And on the mask, what's the over under on the masks? Uh, it says uh, the odds of someone appearing in a mask in an ad over one and a half times are plus 190. So heavy action on the under that it will, you know, most people think that will not happen. Yeah, I think the mask is um, bums out a lot of mm. people that I see mostly on TV. They're pretending like there is no COVID or they mention it. and You see a character walk in in a mask and then they quickly take it off. I, I hate I that. would go. 
Yeah, I would go on the under on the uh, mask thing, too. So I say under on the dogs, under on the masks. I, I would have to think if you were going <laughs> to. I don't know what Sal's angel said, but that's what you um, said. His angel <laughs> said, leave us out of your head, you weirdo. Yeah, go I, masturbate I mean, on a hat. His it, angels are tired of seeing him beat off. <laughs> what, why wouldn't your angels give you the lottery numbers? Like, why are they wasting their time on this shit? They might. Listen, Chris, when these results come out, I think you're going to be very, very impressed. You're going to be very surprised. Just come in that hat, you idiot. <laughs> Benji, I'm having a, a, an amazing sort of feeling about what you said. You say you could come on the hat every hour? Is that really true? Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> every so, hour? Know, I haven't tried to come on a hat every hour, but I... You can't do that. He's no dehydrated. way. No, I believe it. He could do it 100%. He can do it. <laughs> Over under. What's the over under? There's no way uh, Benji could come every hour on the hat. I mean, if you can, God bless you, and you can well, document. I, okay, that. my normal is 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 once or twice a day. That's my normal. Okay, so that's not okay, a normal so thing. If you come once or twice, could you fill that hat with come? No, I don't. I don't. Maybe that's why I don't come that much each time. I don't come as much as Sal. Well, if you're coming that much, of course not. Sal at least had the good sense to save it up. Uh, all right, everyone has their own approach. I'm learning. Benji has his approach. Chris will have his approach. But Sal, uh, I'll leave you alone. I'm going to go take a break and good okay. luck with the hat. And uh, let's see what happens. Be curious to see if you weigh in with the same amount of load, or if okay. because the day has diminished. And uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what you find. Uh, Richard, there's your beloved Kansas City Chiefs being defiled again. As Sal aims for the forehead area yes and sure meanwhile howard real quick can we just shame john hine for a second for not coming on my hat too oh <laughs> part of he this. didn't volunteer though yeah i didn't I know i didn't offer richard how dare you <laughs> yeah I, I but you're part we... of the crew man come yeah, on i will be part yeah, of but the sure crew you can shame him go ahead <laughs> I will be part of the crew watching that drip down oh, your yeah. head when you put that hat back oh. on, and it oozes all over yourself. Yeah, but I you won't be part that. of the drippings. You don't no. want to be part of the drippings? No, I'll be busy betting on the halftime at the Super Bowl. Uh, they have a censorship bet, how many times it'll be bleeped, and it's the over-under is three and a half on that. So how many? What are you no, taking? I would take the over. I like the over in that, too. Really? Yeah. For for things that are bleeped, oh, because of halftime. Yes, yep. yes, halftime. And you do you got think Dr. they told? Snoop, do you think Eminem. they told? Do you think they told Dr. Dre and Snoop that they can't use foul language? <laughs> they had to. Have. I would. Yeah, think but they do, did. what was the Super Bowl where uh, to, tons of things were bleeped because oh. the performer kept using profanity? Hmm. Yeah, it's happened before. Hmm. Yeah. they're going to be on alert for it and. You know, Kendrick Lamar, there are lots of different performers in this halftime show, Eminem. So some of their lyrics already have curse words in it. So I just wonder how they're going to handle it. I, I think. Do you think Eminem will be like, hey, man, fuck you. This is my art. I'm not uh, changing lyrics for I anybody. Think that's what, everybody will be there and, and they're going to have to step it up because they don't want to look like they're not stepping up with their other peers. You know, like if I'm I was a rapper, my lyrics. If I was a rapper, I would respect that and not use foul language during my performance. Because, listen, I know up front it's a Super Bowl. It's being broadcast. And there's nothing worse than when you're watching musicians on TV and they bleep the song. It just totally fucks the whole performance up. I would say they should not use foul language. But 
and knowing these uh, guys, when I see them on these award shows and stuff, I'm going with the over on that one for sure. Yeah. 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 I like the over. Yeah. And one last one, Howard. I know you got to go. There are odds on whether or not Snoop will be smoking on stage or not. Uh, Snoop will not smoke. Snoop will not smoke on stage. That's my prediction. It's minus 250. So most people agree with you. They think he will not do it. It's plus 200 if he does. What would you bet? I'd take the, uh, that he will not smoke. I don't think he will. So that's minus 250. Oh, minus 250. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, what can I say? Uh, let me take yeah, this the, break. It was the weekend who was bleeped twice, yes. I think, during the weekend. Uh, his Super Bowl appearance. How about would there be an N word and will it be bleeped? Interesting. I don't, know if there are, I don't know if there are odds on that, Benji, but I, but I do know there is a censorship one, like we said. So yeah, look, Robin's right. Seven point six billion being wagered this year. You could bet on anything with this game. It's crazy. Um, weed is legal in California. Does that affect? Whether Snoop Dogg is smoking on I stage. I think he's for sure smoking. Uh, for sure. Not on stage, though. I, I think I think that's part of the, re- the, the being a rebel. You smoke on stage, you curse. I mean, <laughs> I think for sure he will. Don't you want to do the unexpected and not smoke? I believe, I really believe, I would take money that, that, that Snoop will not be smoking on stage. I believe Snoop will come out there and uh, do the performance. He might be bleeped. But he will not smoke. Although I agree maybe with you wants- because he has a lot of endorsement deals. Yes. He needs to be seen as somebody who can be relied upon in a, yes. in a given situation. But his whole brand is like Gary. <laughs> yeah, but wait a second. The, the sponsor's going to go, man, that's Snoop Dogg. We can trust him because when right. they tell him not to smoke on stage, he does it. See? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. The world gets sillier and sillier, doesn't it? <laughs> really does. Um, JD, does. good luck at Super Bowl. I want to Thank say you. that. Um, go Bengals. Uh, I know you'll. I know. Uh, go Bengals and Hollywood Harmeyer will be out there. He refuses <laughs> to say at Jerry O'Connell's house. He says that Ryan Philippe, one of his other celebrity friends, will be getting him into the the party. Gary is lining him up to. at the governor and hot daughter party. Uh, the uh, rather the owner and hot daughter party. <laughs> And uh, it's going to be wild out there. And, John, good luck uh, transporting the hat. We'll get more details on that. John Blitz going to have to go through the Canadian border and somehow uh, talk to the uh, the people there, the border guards, and explain that he's going to Chris Wilding's grandma's apartment. Don't he's use gonna, my uh, name. He, I've well, had enough got trouble. <laughs> use my name, John. No, th- perfect. Go bangle. Uh, you can tell them that it's Sal's load on that. Use <laughs> Gary's name. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I don't, live in, I don't live in Canada. Use my name all you want. There you go. Well, hopefully, I'll get a jar of cum from Gary. <laughs> Good. Milk him. Yep. All right. <laughs> no. There you go. Uh, wow. All right. I got to take a break. So, I do want to remind you that, uh, oh, okay. Uh, DraftKings. This is appropriate. An official Perfect. fantasy partner. Yes. Absolutely, Robin. That guy, I, I was watching The Bachelor. That guy who plays the Bachelor, boy, I don't know why women are fighting over him. Looks like a big thunderhead. I am not head. watching this season. I'm not interested really? in him. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, shocked. he's not he's my, got, uh, my favorite. The dude's got a great mood, though. It's like, it's like, <laughs> he's such a dude. Like, all he thinks about is his dick, because 
He's sitting there talking to these girls, and they're wearing short little mini dresses. He's always got his hand on their thigh when they're opening up to him, and they're like, they're like, like, like he's, he's sitting there, and he goes, uh, um, you know, I'm so happy you're opening up to me. And then she'll go, listen, um, I just, I just want to tell you that my my grandmother. This is very hard for me to talk about. It's very difficult, but I know you want me to open up to you. My grandmother died, and then my mother died two weeks later. And then it, they they go to the shot. He's got his he's rubbing, he's manipulating their thigh, and he's mm-hmm. licking his lips, getting ready to move in for a kiss. Like he's like, every, you know, he's like, he's, he has a move when he's getting ready to kiss. He starts licking his lips. So they, and and then what he does is after they finish opening up, and you can tell he hasn't heard a word they said. He goes. Thank you for opening up. And then he moves in. He starts squeezing their thigh and kisses them. Starts making out yeah. with them. Even with the tears still rolling. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These chicks are fighting over this dude. I don't even know what he does for a living. He was, he was a... He, he was, was an a, ex-football a, player, wasn't he? Well, player, he was on a football team. I don't think they ever played him. I think he sat on the bench the whole time. <laughs> okay, so he was on a football team. Hey, guys, can you move that mouse arrow that's like, yeah, thanks, poking you in the head, Robin. It looks like there's a, oh. um, a computer mouse arrow in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Very distracting. Yeah. But I don't know what he does since he's not on a football team. That's what I mean. The guy, you know, basically <laughs> sat on the bench and then they, they released him. I'll play this. And then we'll go over to the guys, David Spade. Dana Carvey. Thank you for sharing montage. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. I'll do it later because the guys are, I'm getting word that they're seated. But I remind me to talk to you about The Bachelor, Robin, later because, and I believe Sal dropped a load on the hat and we'll weigh it in after the interview of uh, my two friends here, my, my dear friend David Spade and my dear friend Dana Carvey, who have teamed up. Yeah. With a ravel with a rather novel idea. See these two characters early in the morning in LA. You take a look at them. It's two yeah, handsome devils. Right okay. Look how handsome Spade is. Does he look know he's on? <laughs> no, he's checking his phone. It's probably hot chicks he's uh Right. Some some chick is checking it. Is yeah, hour? Spade is Spade is uh, looking at his phone, checking for hot chick uh, DMs, I'm pretty sure. I can't hear him. Let me try. Huh. Oh, there what is. happened to Dana Carvey? He left. Who? And Spade. Who? Who? <laughs> I said I just was watching you checking your phone for hot ch- Oh, there he is. Oh, there, oh, there he is. My plus one. Look at Dana. Look, a little snow on the, on the, on the chin. <laughs> for who? Mo- all mocha, of us? Mocha on top. Oh, yeah. How See are it? You? Look. Well, you good. think you think I me? dye my I'm hair? I'm talking about me. I'm talking no, about I me. I was, I was talking about me. Yeah, See? you got you've got like we all have gray. So I depressing. Know. I know. Let me ask you yeah. a question. What does the wife think of the scruff? <laughs> we go right at it. My wife likes the scruff, and I'm shocked by it because I think it ages me with the scruff. But she likes it. You know, I can never get inside the head of a woman. Like she likes the scruffy well, look yeah. on me. Be- they, because my wife got tired of having sex with Howdy Doody for about 40 years. <laughs> so then I decided to be a bad boy. Yeah. And I'm on Comedians in Cars with our friend Jerry Seinfeld. And I have the little bit of the scruff because I got to go home to the wife. And then she finds me more attractive. And he goes, 
Get rid of the goatee. You'll never be a bad boy. <laughs> You'll never. I He's said, right. I know. But, but my wife, I asked her, she goes, well, I, I can't grow a beard. So when you grow a beard, I feel like, you know, I'm you're, with a, someone of people. the opposite sex. Anyway. Hi, Howard. How yeah. are you? Hey, you know, that brings up an interesting question. You know, as a comedian, Mm-hmm. It's true. We don't think about you like like Dana. I don't think about you with a wife and the fact that you you know you make love to no. women. I don't think about that aspect. I never of you. wanted to think of Don Rickles really going at it. I didn't. Yeah, I agree. right. When you're having sex <laughs> you with your wife, <laughs> yeah. When you're well, having, I'm having sex, sex with, okay. I'm, yes, when, no, no, I'm being serious now. When you're having sex well, with your wife, because you're a comedian, do you do you see the absurdity in it that we're like we're like animals and we're thrusting back and forth? And do you feel silly in a way? Like, is it are you self conscious? Well, the, the whole the whole goal of sex for anybody is to get out of your own head and not let thoughts come in. Judgment: Am I doing okay? Look, I. I've been married, all, what, 38 years. I only have so many moves. So I'm going, <laughs> do I kiss her for five minutes? Do I rub her here? Yeah. What do I do this time? Do I pounce on her? Or cut, you know? So it's really getting out of your own head is the whole goal of sex and just being carnal. And, you so know, you the don't key see... to it. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying you don't see the humor in it. In other words, you're an observation. You're a person who makes observation. You do fabulous uh, impressions. Uh, David is yeah. a guy who is funny. He, I've, I've seen David do stand up and his observations about life. We're mm-hmm. all, you know, are, everything is an observation. David walks down the street and he looks at a leaf and he makes a, a comment yeah. about it. I, so I how say, could you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's funny, but I would say the, the, the least sexy thing that can happen to you <laughs> is if, cause when someone has an orgasm, their face may go a little funny, right? And right. then if the, if the partner on the other side of the coin, just does a little, <laughs> just a little laugh. Oh. <laughs> just a little laugh. I will say laughing is no I good. I opened myself up. I gritted my teeth. My foot, you know, so, yeah, sex is hilarious. Speaking of sex, yeah. David, have you been watching The Bachelor? I know you're a big fan. You were on Bachelor you know, in Paradise. Ba- I, I try to watch The Bachelor, and it is not bad. It's just so long, and so if I do jokes about it, it just makes it longer. So I usually watch about the first 30. The guy this year is monstrously huge he's got he, he's right. like halfway turning into the hulk you know right. where his clothes are about to rip and his shoulders <laughs> huge and then he stops yeah. he's not that mad but right. he's so big and the girls are so fucking teensy <laughs> they go up to hug him it's, it's uh sort of off-putting you know he yeah. picks them up they're like goo goo and so <laughs> yeah, they're tiny. there is a move that these young girls do which i uh, of course have never the, experienced the jump the up. jump they run up to the bachelor, yeah. they jump up into his arms, and they straddle him midair. Now, if my wife did that to me, she'd knock me over. I can't lift any woman. <laughs> no, it's a I boner breaker. Dead. It I, sure I've is. Done it. I've done it to girl. No. No, they haven't. No. No, I've done it to a couple of girls, yeah. but You they run do, up and jump into ex- their arms? Yeah. Yeah. That's like second date stuff. But by the way, the bachelor, they're so <laughs> enchanted and so in love with him within six and a half minutes. You're like, you're joking. And they're like, they're all crying. And I'm like, you just walked in. You hate to hear that. I'm in college. There was a girl, sort of, I was dating. And she told me about a giant guy that she had dated (laughs) a couple months before. And she she says, he would just throw me around. Uh, And she she liked it. I go, what? I can't throw you around. I'm howdy doody. 
I was 128 pounds at that time. I can be polite to you. And they're like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no I met my wife at that. 19 and I married her as one of my own. But anyway, Dana's wife is, is great. She's very pretty. She's super funny. And I, I, I'm you. usually there when they're having sex and he does a great job. Good for him. I, Dana, was there a time, as, as, as happily as you are married and all of that, was mm -hmm. that uh, a problem? Because, as we know, in show business, I know especially, where you're going. You know, mm -hmm. Well, that's true. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. decent question. Wayne, Wayne's World, um, um, the, the, the success of Saturday Night Live, everyone Ross knows Perot. you. Uh, Ross Perot, mm -hmm. George Bush, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When you, when you get that famous... And you get married mm -hmm. in 19. Mm -hmm. It is, um, it can be challenging because women suddenly see you as a sex symbol. Am I correct? Uh, oh, totally. I remember I was doing this sitcom with Mickey Rooney. And I asked him once because he was the, the greatest sex symbol, also the biggest star in the world, as he told me every single day, literally. <laughs> I was the number one star in the world. This is a quote. You hear me? <laughs> Bang. And then this sound. <laughs> the world. And I go, Mickey, what? And he goes, I dated Ava Gardner, this and that. I go, how'd you get all these girls? And the way he said it, he goes, he stared at me, looking like a thousand-yard stare, and he said, money makes you handsomer. <laughs> Doesn't help your grammar. Money makes you handsomer. I know. he wouldn't. He, they said, Mickey, you can't change that line. The camera won't know where you are. He goes, the only person's lines you can't change are Bill Shakespeare. I just love Bill Shakespeare <laughs> instead of William. <laughs> but anyway, to your point, yes, uh, there is that. And, you know, friends of mine that have been married a long time that got incredibly famous, Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert. I was my wife is so good looking. I would introduce her as the original wife. Right. Oh, right. because they thought. And you yeah. know what happened, Howard? This this relates to you when you did fart, man. <laughs> We're going you. back here, and I was hosting the show. You came into the thing, which I thought was incredible, on a gurney right. coming in with you. <laughs> yeah. And we talked on your show, and you were curious, as you are, about me getting a woman pre-fame and how yes. good-looking could she be. So, unfortunately, we, we it was so crowded that we couldn't find you, but my wife that morning took out a cat suit. And she doesn't dress very sexually, but she had a leather you know, unitard. And she goes, you think this works? I go, perfect. So she wore it. Mick Jagger hit on her and Michael Douglas, but we couldn't find you. And we went, because oh. you were like, but anyway, I, I'll get pictures. But yeah, you go through the fame and all that. And then you realize that, I mean, I had supermodels with their eyebrows quivering and a little bit of sweat just talking to me. And I'm still just the goofy comedian. So it wasn't my nature to go to the shiny new object. Boys, this new podcast, the reason that the reason oh, the way, that I've seen some Dana mania, these girls oh, you have? I was on SNL, I was on SNL with him and I was new and I was a writer, so I wasn't doing much. But when we'd go down the elevators to go eat at Huxley's, um, Dana would go with us or sometimes we'd have someone to pay and he would and we'd see all the, these people just wait all day for anyone to leave rehearsal or come in or out. And they would go bananas for Dana. And then I would go, he'll go, he'd go, you go ahead and get a table. I'll be there in a minute. Well, everyone's screaming. And I'm like, okay. So really? he had, he had it going on. So we still go out and do, I see him out and all my, any girls I know, they always think he's cute. Yeah, we crush we know each other really well. And we've hung out a lot, especially in the last 10 years. And that's where this podcast kind of came yeah. from. But the premise of the podcast is to mm -hmm. two guys who are ex Saturday Night Live. 
who invite their friends on from Saturday Night Live. And you guys really talk about behind the scenes and, and, and stuff like that. In fact, even on one of the podcasts already, you guys revealed that in your day, um, the the uh, Pete Davidson of the show was Adam Sandler. That, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, that Pete Davidson now is known for uh, have, making love to Ariana Grande and Kim <laughs> Kardashian and all yeah. these different mm-hmm. women. And that was Dana, you was talking about this. Yes, Conan was talking yeah. about it, and and you said that Adam Sandler back in your day was the, the this guy who took everyone by surprise. He became a sex symbol and was uh, in fact being hit on by everyone. What is it you observed that you could tell the audience that uh, Sandler was carrying on about? Who, who, who he's is still he, like uh, that though. I he? mean, he still has. He's a huge star. Uh, he always had charisma and uh, a crazy goofiness about him that girls liked. He's a good looking dude. He's kind of ripped. He's from back east who's kind of a hard ass type of guy and uh oh and he was taking his clothes off a lot <laughs> for iraqi <laughs> pete some other bits and they liked it and so we'd go on the road and and he'd sing and he'd sing songs and he did some about sweatshirts and he would uh had a show the denise show about how he was heart- so heartbroken about the girl denise and uh so it sort of all played into even through the sketches and everything so you know i think pete goes on update and talks about like his dates for that week or who he's dating and the press about it. So that's woven in also, but this, this was just Adam being himself and, and like, we could see it. I, I, by the way, I talked to Jack Jarabuto about sweet Adam and, uh, he was at NYU with him and he just noticed that everyone loved Adam. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> the first day I saw him and I'd been on the show five years, I think by the time he and David and others came in and he's in the writer's room. And he's just leaning back. His teeth were very white. He was really fit. He's very young. And he had this confidence about him. I mean, I, I think I said on the podcast, but I remember him before he really hit big. He, I don't even think he'd done Billy Madison. He says, I'm going to put Smigel in all my movies because we were singing the praises of Robert Smigel as a writer. He goes, hey, Connie, wow. I'm going to put I'm going to put him in all the movies. So he had a charisma and a confidence. He was good looking. He was he was um, just just had whatever you call it. And and young women did like him. And he was the youngest. You know, Phil, we were some of us in our 30s. He was he was a young man. Yeah, I I think it was Chris Rock who said this observation about Adam Sandler. So Chris Rock agrees to have it. See, I'm worried about your relationship with one another. Uh, you know, no, you are. <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you why. OK. Uh, you, you, uh, David and Dana yeah. are good friends. I assume you decided to do this podcast together. And uh, that's exciting. <laughs> but, you know, that um, I'm sure that Dana, when when it comes to booking the show, in other words, you got Chris Rock. Someone's got to pick up the phone and ask Chris Rock to come on the podcast. Whose responsibility is that? Um. I guess that one's me, but, uh, but that's easy. I, it's not easy, but this show, because it's, it's Dana and myself and it's, it didn't start out as for sure SNL related. We just, you know, I've, I've talked about doing a podcast for years because it's sort of mandatory in LA and, and even during COVID, <laughs> I didn't do one. And I just go, what did well, you I, say? I, who, what did you say about uh, podcasts being mandatory in L.A.? It's like jury duty. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you, so, you said it was like jury duty. Because everybody you meet goes, hey, hey, can you come on my podcast? But if you go to the comedy store, you're like, oh, I have to do nine podcasts tomorrow. 
So yeah, isn't that you know, horrible? How do you say that, no? By the way, it's it is a little horrible. tricky. Yeah, and I, you I, punt, you punt, you go. You know, I'm really, I'm stacked right now. I'm really busy, but I'll definitely get to you later. Right. It, it's because hard. as a radio like, guy, as a radio guy, I go, oh my god, everyone now thinks they're in radio. You know, I, I busted my balls for years to get to a certain point, and now <laughs> everyone the puts them. They I just know, did a study has, and realized there's no difference. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing. There's no difference. It's just everybody's got a fucking microphone and they got a studio. I don't know how it works, but but, but, but for me, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I was just what? saying about about booking. We have we have someone who calls people, emails them. All I tell oh. anybody who asks me, it, we'll be doing this for this year. We don't know beyond that. Come on if you want to. I don't want anyone to come on and see a sour face. You know, like oh, I got to do this. Right. So it was. I, I just call it a soft ask, and someone else makes the call. I, I couldn't call up someone directly and go, hey, right. we really need you, man. Uh, Other people can. I just can't do that. It doesn't matter because people, we, yeah. no one's really said no. I don't think, the thing is, we did it like, we'll just talk about bullshit around stuff, and then we'll, you know, he'll have SNL slant because we always wind up talking about it. And then uh, a lot of people we know were either a host of it or a writer or something. So we just said, let's just make that sort of the niche, and then we can also drift off to other stuff which we do so that that's sort of what that's why the title isn't something about snl we didn't want to make it a thousand percent but it winds up being that and then it's easy for them because ours is audio so they do it from home uh like you you know howard does it from mm -hmm. home dan i don't know if you know but COVID howard walks six feet down in the morning and he's got a he goes <laughs> i like living at home yeah well we all don't have a cheesecake factory in our house Howard's house. I don't know if he's been there, but he has an Apple store. So if his earphones buzz, he just goes the alley. He's got a Geek Squad in his house. He's got a uh, pop-up Costco in the driveway. So he goes. I feel like I have everything here. I'm like, um, you literally do. You have everything here. Yeah. And you can. He goes. I'm going to go do some laps in the uh, foyer. So, uh, so uh, Beth's up. He's like, Beth, can you put those uh, uh, cinder blocks on the roof again? She's like, Howard, don't you do anything around here? He's like, Oh, I got to rest my voice. She's like, Well, you can lift stuff, can't you? He's like, Well, it's all sort of tied in. So, the other day, Beth was Beth was carrying like four things, and she goes, "Can you carry one of these things?" I go, "You're doing fine. What What do you need me to carry it for?" <laughs> I want you to have I one like, in each hand. Keep it even. Yeah, I like to walk hands yeah. free. No, I do. I get lost in my house. It's true. It's so so. so, so David's not exaggerating, but no. but but here's the thing with this podcast. What I worry. Yes, about. go ahead. Get, that, that 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 <laughs> that that Dana. It seems yeah. to me is doing a lot of the heavy lifting as the like <laughs> someone had to take over as host of the show you know what i sure. mean and resentments are going to set in you've said dana you know look you're a comedian dana you're a performer you Gary. don't you, you don't see yourself as a host and david doesn't want to be quote unquote the host so you are right. the one who has to keep the show moving along and david kind of sits there and does his thing are you growing resentful of David's role on yes. the podcast? You are. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what I definitely. thought. I knew. <laughs> I was like, I want to be resentful of Dana. That was the question. No, Dana, we, we had no talk about it. We don't really listen to any podcasts. I mean, you, I see clips of them and stuff, but you, you get a feel for it. You know, it's just kind of like having dinner. We all have dinner with like if Kevin <clears throat> Nealon or Dennis Miller comes to dinner. This is how we, this is how the podcast is. We bullshit about the show. We laugh. We make fun of each other. So Dana without discussing how it works uh we just would start and it's a little bumpy at the beginning of course because everything is but dana has more thought out uh ideas and questions just like he does at dinner and i 
fuck around more. And so I. David, uh, you're being naive. You're being naive. Oh, I am. Dana doesn't want to sit and do show prep. (laughs) Naive means Dana. Dana's now been 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 by by default. He has to become the guy who does show prep and work. Yes, well, no, he's got we, the division of labor. The later shows, we're, you do? we're evolving a little bit. I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah. actually did a podcast that I'm going to bring back where I interviewed a little bit, and so I find myself if I get outside the comedic mode of like I'm going to be funny when I prep for a guest, I'm thinking, well, what makes me curious? And I did tell mm-hmm. our producer Greg Holtzman, I said I kind of I like the way Howard Stern does this, not just because I'm on your show. You can check it. Um, and I find it really, really more interesting all the time of how to get things out of people. When do you stop their story and go back to something before? Yeah. I mean, you're constantly, it is a lot of work to be the host in the best sense of it. We kind of call our thing a conversation and we've mm-hmm. only done 20 of them. I mean, David sort of with Ellen Cleghorn did more or he did more with Chris Rock because he knows him more than I mm-hmm. do. But right. to your point, yeah, I, t- I do all the heavy lifting and David just kind of cruises in. Right. It really makes me mad. No, I have questions. <laughs> Look how happy he is. Well, what happens, Howard? David goes, <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I do. I need to get to the bottom of things. Yes, of questions. No, I say, uh, uh, yeah, some of mine are so dumb, it's funny. <laughs> like, uh, like I, with Jim Downey and Bill Murray were roommates, I go, do you think Bill would remember you if he saw you in their roommates for 10 years? And he goes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but mine are like, if it gets too serious, then I ask a dumb question. But like, it, it, we have questions, but the truth is, once they sit down, we start talking, and then everything just feels like a question. If you stop everything and go, okay, when you went to Harvard, and you go, oh, this sounds too questiony, but you can sort of weave it in and bullshit, but we, we want to just talking about whatever. Um, you know, Mike Myers, I would ask him, uh, what movie, you know, like why, what happened with the Sprockets movie or, you know, things that I actually was curious about. Wait a second. Did Mike Myers come? I was going to ask you that. You know, I still uh, don't know what's going on with Dana and Mike Myers. I mean, I think there's there's a story there. I mean, there's a story there that, uh, you know, that's what I want to hear on this fucking podcast. You can hear the tension. Love of all. Yeah. No, you guys come out like this. Shamil. Shamazel. Now they're there. No, here's the here's the thing, Dave. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. great to have Mike Myers on your podcast? Because yeah. then Dana and Mike could work mm-hmm. out whatever it is that's going on between the two of them. And it was an that hour therapy would be session. Yeah, an hour therapy. Dana, would you invite Mike Myers <laughs> on your new podcast? I swear to tell the whole truth, the only truth. That <laughs> so help me God, God save us all. Uh, would you have him yes. on? Of course. You would. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wait a yeah. We already did. We've, we've come full circle <laughs> since I talked to you last. We've become very, oh, yeah. very close friends. Oh, really? And we just have too much history. We have an unbelievable amount of stuff in common. We're, we're not unique in this way. Obsessed by the Beatles. Both his parents are Liverpudlian, grew up in Liverpool. Boodlian. Obsessed by World War II. Ooh. And right. then... We had so much shared history together, uh, riding the rock in Wayne's world. And really the first time we had extra money, the first time we, we signed autographs. So there's too many firsts. And, you know, I'm just mature now. The only good thing about getting old is you just sort of, you get a little more wisdom, you get a little more perspective and you, you practice forgiveness for others and for yourself. 
did this yeah, come that about? That came out as good. A, did this come about as a result of the Super Bowl commercial that the two of you did together? In other words, it brought you into the same room and into the same world, and then there was a reconciliation. Um, yeah, well, we got closer during that whole process. Yeah, definitely, and started talking more. And just, it's very nice to have such a a long friendship with someone, and everyone knows what we're talking about. And right. going back to our podcast, what we do have is that we're cast members and there's a shorthand to that, you know, so it gets, um, it gets inside. It's a, it's emotional, you know, it, this far away from SNL, it never gets out from under your skin <laughs> to quote Frank Sinatra. So uh, you, it, it can be kind of emotional thinking about it really. And, and well, the, this uh, is the a, grit this is a, this is a wonderful story in the sense that uh, I really do. I am curious when people reconcile and they get over their differences. And so it, it, it happened by you do the commercial together and then you say, hey, this is silly. Let's go to dinner together. Is that how it works? Or you you pick up the phone and start calling uh, one We just started texting more. And, you know, he's very, very much a dad in, in his family. So he, we talk about that and, you know, um yeah, we just started communicating more and I just I just feel like I came to know him in a much better way as we've been really really talking a lot these last couple of years and kind of put him in context, understand him and and also just really appreciate him as you look later on, you know, everyone has a 10-year-old boy inside them or girl and that little person gets very jealous of the shiny new toy and very envious and John Lovitz and I would always make a joke out of our competition, you know, because the whole show's a competition, a Game of Thrones. And yet it's your really good friends and you want to play fair. But Mike and I became a comedy team by accident. We were in a sketch. It became a movie. And what does Garth do? What does Wayne do? So there was there was conflict over how that was going to come together. But we were just riding that rocket. It wasn't personal. Some of our yeah. conflict. But and it's interesting, now. too. And Mike uh, has said that the reason he put you in his Wayne's World sketch was because he wanted a strong... He knew the sketch would get on the air if he got one of the strongest players from the show to be in it with him. Yeah. And that was you. So it was smart <laughs> on his part. Well, yeah. And, you know, as friends in these last few years, and it's been a while, you know, you put down all your weapons and you're just very vulnerable and very honest. It's a great way to be with someone. And... The competition goes oh, totally away. It's more like, and, and even at the time, being part of a team, because I came in as a stand-up, so did David. But I got a kick out of later on just really working with Phil, and he's killing in the Johnny Carson sketch, or with Kevin Nealon and I and Hans and Franz and Mike and I. I you know, we were like little rock stars for a while, you know? And I did I was... love looking. I had a guy who was always there, always had something to come back with and always was great. So a lot of appreciation yeah. with this perspective. I was watching that Johnny Carson sketch uh, <clears throat> with Phil Hart. Did I do that? My, oh, Phil was so great. Did I, did I do one when I was pitch hinny for you, Johnny Carson getting pulled over for drunk driving? No. It's just I, a I, thing I do with friends. I never did it on, you know, but Johnny Carson gets pulled over in 1972. <clears throat> and it's the name of uh, the drink and the name of the, where he got the drink is the joke. <clears throat> Right. Oh, sorry, officer. I didn't know I was swerving. I had two slippery monkeys at the hook and crook. 
<laughs> you know what I love about that sketch? When Phil, it's Johnny Carson's last yes. show, and Johnny is being so honest, and then Phil Hartman says, um, "All right, if we're being honest, Johnny, you're the one with the drinking problem." And uh, I just love that. <laughs> I don't even understand how that got on the air because I thought Johnny had something with the, 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 what I know of Saturday Night Live. When it first came on, Johnny said, NBC. "I don't mind." I don't mind NBC if you put a night a late night show on, uh, but I don't want to be made fun of. That's the only caveat to uh, me allowing mm -hmm. is because Johnny owned that time slot, so to speak. And he's he, like the he biggest had... star in the world. It's hard to avoid him. Uh, yeah, but was... you weren't allowed. It wasn't allowed, right. David, right? I don't think we ever got that. He, he liked it initially because I would go on. I was hot at the time. So I would go on his yearly anniversary show where he, and, and sit with him. And then he would show a montage of my appearances. And I did that for three years in a row. And I, and he said, you know, he's, he's making fun of uh, Arsenio as much as he's making fun of me. And he was very good about it. And then there was one <laughs> sketch that did make him come off a little senile. I think that, uh, Susan Day was on and Johnny didn't know that the Partridge family hadn't been on in 15 years. So is that a good show for you? How's that David Cassidy? I mean, the girls really like him. And I didn't write that one. And I, I did put up a red flag. With Lauren and others, and they were like, "Oh, please, Johnny, be fine." But that was it. I was never oh, went on the show again. Blacklisted. Jo and that, so Johnny, that hurt me. I'm, yeah, yeah. Johnny was pissed at the sketch, and you used to go on there regularly, and then that's it. You don't get. You, he doesn't say anything to you. You just you never hear from the guy again. You just, that's you it, just no never more. hear from him. And, and Jay Leno had told me that because of the style of impression I did, because I do believe that everyone becomes a caricature of themselves at some point, and right. it, it was. It wasn't the rich little one who was great, but he was just doing little birdie told me doing the monologue. This was Johnny's little Johnnyisms. You know, somebody told me, you know, that kind of guy. Yeah. And um, he would go down the hall at NBC and Burbank and yell out loud. They're making funny fun of me now. It's time to go. <laughs> right. Isn't that but weird? But, you know, you know, a sketch doesn't work if it's not edgy. It's, um, it, it, right. you know what I mean? Well, it has if, to know. have some truth to it, so to speak. I know that sounds like college stuff but yeah i think the edginess comes from saying there's the emperor has no clothes and i'm no. going to tell you exactly how he doesn't have clothes those <laughs> sketches were great being there re seeing a read through and knowing this one's going to work really well and everyone was into him so it was almost unstoppable and also you got a little piece that it was working and you go a little farther and you're like oh this is even working better so i think it was inevitable <clears throat> and he was toward the end and it was he should be allowed to be made fun of a little bit, but you know. Well, I mean, he yeah. had, he, yeah, I, I love doing that sketch so much. And people have been on our podcast say, Oh, that's my favorite sketch ever. That was Tom Hanks and Martin Short. <laughs> there was something about it that it was the only time as a comedian, I didn't care if I got laughs. I didn't care. Right. I knew it was too fucking funny. It was like, if those of you at home, you're, you're watching a thing called a television. <laughs> and we are coming to you with our thing. And you know how he would bring everybody yeah. in? I, I did yeah. not know that. Is that weird? Is, Is that, that wild? Weird? So I, I just thought it was so funny. And Phil was so perfect. And it was just like a perfect sketch. I didn't care if I got laughs. <laughs> but I did. You know, I was thinking mm -hmm. about that, like with Phil Hartman. And now you guys are doing a podcast about Saturday Night Live. I mean, you think of the people who have died. If you can bring back somebody to interview. I'm thinking like Gilda Radner is gone. Mm -hmm. Bill Hartman's gone. Belushi, um, Chris, um, Jan Chris, Hooks, Jan Hooks, Jan Hooks was you, a monster. She's great. 
Who would you bring back? I, I guess Dave. Who would you bring back? Would you bring back? Um, well, you you would probably say Chris Farley, right, David? No, no, of course. But, <laughs> All right, trying to trip me up. No, Norm McDonald. You know, oh yeah, is Norm, gone now. Norm, Norm is gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. We, we just had Jim Downey on. Who I don't know. You remember Jim Downey? He was the head writer. He was he was my head who, writer the whole time. He did the first years of SNL. Then he went over and was the head writer for Letterman for the first five years. So he was in on all these cool things. And so we got, well, he also came back to write only update with Norm. So we just heard all these Norm stories for, we did that yesterday. That's coming on soon. But but we had Gilder, not, not Gilder, we had Lorraine Newman, Garrett Morris. When you hear the old stories, it's really fun to see how they became the Beatles overnight. Like just those first episodes and how it affected them and what they were doing before and how it just skyrocketed them. Did they all get along? Did they fight? Who was the biggest bully? You know, very, that stuff is really fun. If you like SNL, that stuff, the beginning, it, it throws you back to your childhood of, holy shit, I remember when they did a land shark or these kind of sketches. That's fun for us too, because we don't know anything about, we don't know anything about the behind the scenes of that stuff. And then we find out that the show is run exactly the same for 40 years. The meeting, you know, the Tuesday night writing session, the read-throughs late, and it's 50 sketches. Yeah. And on Thursday night, you go, this turkey ain't going to sail this week. I mean, many times on Saturday afternoon, we were doing run-throughs. I thought, this cannot make it to air because things are falling apart and costumes are falling off. You're working with cardboard. <laughs> no one there's, can remember their lines. There's tape on the floor on Saturday going, okay, there'll be a couch here, there'll be a desk here, and you're <laughs> you're rehearsing going... This sketch is on the air in six hours. We don't even have any of the furniture. No, at 10.45, 10.50, we're doing rewrites in the hallway with, with Jim Downey. You're trying to come up with a Hans and Franz line. This ain't going on. Tonight, they're putting up a test pattern or maybe put up one of your shows. Howard Stern's, your, your television yeah. show's going on. We That's are. Crazy. Friday night is when the host cries. Friday night is when the host realizes there's no way we're doing this tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I remember cradling Rosanna Arquette. You're fine. I just don't think I can go on. (laughs) It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to host that. When I went back to host, Dana's done this. I was, Dana was utilized in a lot of, he had more moves. So when I was there, I would be at the most in, uh, I think the Courtney Cox shows in three or four things that I, three I wrote. So that was hard, you know, but I was, that was overwhelming enough because you could sort of direct your own sketches and all that. But when I came back to host, I was in 13 things and I was shitting my pants. It was too hard. It was too much. Like, I, and I, and I have had six years of practice and I thought, I can't even handle it. What if you're a real host and you don't know anything going on and you're used to being pampered on movies, doing a million retakes and you just get out there. It's like this one, you're a UPS driver. You have a Russian accent. It's different at the end. It's on the cue cards. Go. And they're like, what? Three, two. And you're live on the air going, <laughs> what did you say? So, and then the next one, they rip your clothes off with Velcro and they put you in a new outfit and the writer stands there and yells at you and go, ah, we got 30 seconds left. And that's the whole show. And then they get to the end and go, oh my God, that was so cool because I tell them to hold up a mirror to me. They were moving me so fast in and out of costumes. I I forgot who I was. Let me, let me see who I am. Oh, I'm Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) I didn't know I'm in the slats, you know, but yeah. You're, you're, so now yeah. I understand. It's a, it's a nasty now show. wait a second. Now I understand because I I read that you guys say, "Oh, hosting Saturday Night Live is the hardest gig in show business." And yes. I didn't understand that because you guys had performed on it so many times. But it's that not knowing. It's like, oh God, the the sketch isn't getting done. It's not funny. I'm going to go out and tank. I don't even know what yeah. I'm doing. 
and then somehow it magically comes together. Well, it's just numbers too, because if you're as a cast member, if you, if you're shepherding or writing or producing two sketches, you can focus on that. But when you're the host, you're going to be in 13 sketches in the dress show that'll be cut down to eight. Yeah. So you're everywhere but nowhere. You have photo shoots. Lauren's whining and dining you. I really thought the last time I guest hosted, like at 11, I had run myself so ragged all week trying to, in my mind, fix or control the sketches. I felt like Joe Frazier in Manila. I didn't think I could get up off the stool. I literally was that tired. I had to really? summon, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I can go out and host a 90-minute variety. This is the most tired I've ever been in my fucking life. Yeah. It's because uh, it's, it's that whole week, right? The it's whole the, week, uh, night whole and day, week. you're picked at. And everyone wants a piece of you. It's just, yeah. It's and and if you have to do a commercial parody, you have to get up at 6 on one of the days and do a shoot all day so you have no connection to the show. And then you come back and you're, you've lost a day now. And they're like, all right, they're going to cut that together. But you now you're backed up. and so. When you're the host and the terrifying part of you do dress rehearsal, there's too many sketches. And then they go in the room and pick the sketches. And then they bring us all in at like 1045. I don't know. And say we jam in Lauren's office and he goes, all right, let's go one at a time. Cold open. If it's George Bush, Dana, we're going to tighten up the end. And we're going to do this. We're going to bring Adam in for a quick thing to spice up the middle and blah, blah, blah. go. And then. And then monologue and the host just sits there and they, they're yelling at the writers how to tweak everything, what you need to fix. And the host is trying to take in each sketch of how it's going to be different now. And so you just finally got one shot at it. And now everyone's going to be different in the next half hour. And then you're going to do it live. And even as a writer, you don't you think, don't you think the show could be improved if it wasn't live at this point? Why does it have to stay the same? If they, they got rid of that, um, some of that live component and put a couple of the sketches in the can, so to speak. Yeah. So it would be sort if, of live. If you had two, if well, you had two takes, it'd be better. But I think there's there's something fun uh, in the fact that it doesn't all work. I, I believe it was inadvertently one of the first reality shows. So when you have a football player or a singer try to come in and in five days become a, you know, live sketch player. It's 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 entertaining to see Joe Montana or or Michael Jordan <laughs> dressed as a little baby doll or something <laughs> eating baby food and maybe not doing. I remember Jordan. I'd be behind the slats and I could tell he was kind of kind of nervous. We're about sure. to go out. It's live. My, the Michael Jordan, who uh, everyone was in awe of. Yeah. And I, I said, just if you have to, just like Christopher Walken does, just look at the card and read it off the card. Not a problem. That's what Walken did. Walken didn't do. Am I not reading the card? You'd be in a scene with Walken. He would just look straight at the card, not look at you at all. <laughs> just read his line. Now, yeah. we're going to the, to the zoo tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Aren't you supposed to be talking to me? So there's so many reality show acts. Back to mouse. Down now. I actually, should I tell him the uh, Christopher Walken? Well, Jack Handy wrote this brilliant sketch. He's one of our more oh, right, aliens. So I, we, were, we were aliens, Christopher Walken. We're in this <laughs> little wooden spaceship rehearsing. But the problem was every time we land on Earth, our landing gear. door gear would kill a, a human, a farmer. <laughs> so we'd come down. It's like, we come in peace. you know. And they'd go, get him, get him. So then Christopher Walken always had to say this line every time. Let's get out of here and then we'd run up into the wooden spaceship my head was a six inches from chris walk and he was bright red 
So every time we went down, let's get out of here. Got to go. And then we go up and laugh. So anyway, but where did, where, where did we start with this? Well, so, the, the concept that, that Saturday Night Live is a reality show, I never looked at it that way, but that's a pretty interesting observation. I had Billie Eilish on uh, just recently, and she yeah. like right after she did Saturday Night Live. And you know what she said? She had violent shitting and vomiting because of the pressure of hosting Saturday Night Live. She has to and learn to open up about her personal issues. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is she hiding from us? I barfed the second time I hosted. I barfed. Church, lady always, church lady always had a load. Is, is it, it load true, though? Yeah. yeah. Is it true, true, seriously, that, 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 that there's a vomit bucket right next to the, the uh, entrance when you walk out? At the, for the, for the guest so. host, that's what I they, they should have one on stage for the monologue. I heard that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Another aspect of this is you go back as a host, and I, I I'll get it sometimes if I go to a comedy club, and I just have a little piece of paper, and I want to just kind of try out stuff, and you get kind of a hyped up MC, you know, and it's like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this next man's gonna rock your world. You remember from Saturday Night Live? You know, it's like I'm half asleep. So yeah. it's, when you come out for the monologue, it's like, Woo, is he going to do it again like he did before? So that also adds to the uh, adrenal pressure of trying to live up to the past. Yeah, I'm, live up to I'm that, not good uh, that, that image. David, yeah. you threw up when you hosted Saturday Night Live? I'm shocked. You always up, seem so, you seem uh, cool as a cucumber. No, really? it's very stressful. It's all internal. Yeah, I, it was getting too much. It was too many sketches. And I remember during dress i started to feel shitty it was really just nerves and covid and some other things david used to <laughs> pass out all we would hear is that david pa passed out in the rethrow how the read about eating but yeah david passed out you know he's okay but it was like david passed out i would what do you mean because i have low blood sugar low blood sugar <laughs> i'm not this athlete that fucking stands before you today i was a little more frail and fragile, and I couldn't uh, eat sugar. But you're in there for five hours. It's a low ceiling. There's 60 people crammed in a room that should have 20 oh, people through, into yeah. it. Read through is where yeah. I'd get a little lightheaded. So I bring food and read through, and everyone's like, out. "Who the fuck is this King Lear?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, we should eat. It's five hours." <laughs> I mean, everyone, no one thought of it. Everyone just shredding and having stressed with diarrhea. And I'm like, "This." <laughs> but I broke my shoulder. Still hurts me today. Separated it doing a stunt on Saturday Night Live. A pre-take. I had to go. I had to go do trip over an ottoman, kind of like in the old Dick Van Dyke show. Where right. you trip and go over and hit. And so I landed on my shoulder the first time, but I'm a track guy. And so I, I'll be all right, you know. And right. then I did it two more times. And then he Mary, Mary Tyler right. Moore was the host and her husband was a doctor. And I was walking around with my shoulder way up and he goes, ah, I think you separated your shoulder. So it was a non surgical thing, but it's still, I have to work on it, you know. Yeah. Do you guys think? Do you guys think you would have Lorne Michaels as a guest on your show, or would Lorne not come on because he feels this is not a... It, it's about Saturday Night Live, and it's not sanctioned by him. Um, I think he'd come it, on. We we see him all the time. If I go to New York, I've had dinner with him. Dana talks to him. He's always pretty light and cool. Plus, everything, when we bring him up, is always positive because he's always the boss. He was always our boss, and uh, everyone has a funny thing to say about him, and we all like him and is it possible the, the to show but but wait a second is it possible to show at this point because lauren's been doing yeah. it a hundred years is it yeah. possible if they brought in a new guy there'd be a new energy or a new or, or is that uh, the blasphemy to say that, that i the keep show reading will die? that they might bring someone in you hear that did we ask tina that 
There's rumors that he has in mind who his replacement will be, but I don't, there's speculation. You think but. it's not me, is it? Is that what he's thinking, do you think? <laughs> I couldn't do that. There's no way. You, were, you were number two on the list. <laughs> and uh, I, I, some guy, uh, David Spanky feel- Barkle from uh, Minnesota was this <laughs> number one. Um, if I, I was Lauren, if I was Lauren, yeah, who, would I would... I would bring in the worst producers so that I would look even better, so that it would tank in the first season. And uh, I, I love want that's somebody. the ten year old, ten year old boy. Yeah, that's right. I don't want yeah. someone doing better than me. That's ridiculous. But he's the guy. It, w- one podcast you devoted to just doing phrases of Lorne Michaels. That, in other words, the things that Lorne Michaels say. You guys are fascinated with your old boss. Uh, there, there's this Lorne uh, is- isms. What? Oh, uh, trees are violent. Was that it? <clears throat> trees are violent. Um, Did he say that? Yeah. What do you mean? He said trees are violent. Yeah. Well, Rob Lowe. What? He was. He. He. You go for long walkabouts in Long Island with with Lauren. He has a walking stick, and he'll point out stuff. And you know, <clears throat> he just paused, I guess, and said, "Trees are violent. <laughs> Birds fly. <laughs> you know." What does Insects that mean? Insects are weird. <laughs> Just David's mic is going out. Yeah, what happened to David's mic? Your mic blew out. You fucked my mic up. I don't know God. what happened. Damn it! This happens on the podcast. Does it? He's, David breaks his mic the mic. Always goes out. Yeah, Technical issues. <laughs> Technically, you don't know what I put up with. <laughs> we'll bring somebody in. Maybe we can. Here you go. Here's a new mic. See hey, if folks. that works. Oh, nice. Okay, now he's like it's playing a, playing a garbage. comedy club. Yeah, How good I are we? Get tied up on this, but hey, Lauren is um, Lauren's the most fascinating person, and you know, after he's, I think that here's my theory about Lauren, is that he's so whip smart that he attracts the Harvard and Yale people. They do respect him as just an, an intelligence in a way he observes the world. Because he does like to sum up things. And often he's right. I, mean, I was about to do a, a sketch with Danny DeVito. And it's right during the commercial break. And Lauren just walked in and said to all of us, uh, this, this sketch has to breathe. And that's all you hear. Oh, it has to breathe. Oh, okay. And later on, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, you know, if you want Danny to be funny, you got to put him on his feet. You can't sit him in the chair. Then the funny goes away. But if he stands up, he goes very funny. So anyway, just snuck in a little Arnold. But I, and then I also think Lauren loves loves when something's killing. He's still right. he loves a cold opening that fucking kills. He's a great laugher too. When he laughs at read through it, your sketch, it's so fun. Yeah, that's that's he really gets in and slaps the table. He and that's good. He's not too good to laugh. You know, he, laughing always is disarming when you're with people that you know they you around. Sometimes people think they're better than the comedy or funnier and no one gives it up but when he cracks up that's always fun at read through and you get that whole plus you get that whole room shaking at read through is unbelievable if you can hit a nerve and get all those people laughing and forget all their anger and jealousy <laughs> start and, and laughing. lauren lauren doesn't fawn you know so if you, he's like the coach in high school if you get an actual compliment from him it really means a lot you know because I would try when to you, levitate the room, and I would just get a little. He'd have a maybe a. I'm still lighter a glass of wine. He'd just do a, like a little head nod, <laughs> and I was trying to levitate the room and 
break the speakers with the, the laughter. Yeah, you guys yeah. always talk about how, like when you're on Saturday Night Live and they have a read-through, you don't peek at the read-through. You got to hold back a little bit and all of that. And then mm-hmm. Al Franken was the guy. Al Franken was the guy who said that to you, right, Dana? Don't peek uh, at the read-through. Don't put all your energy into it. You got to know how to pace yourself. He, he's, well, he's a I good was, friend of yours. Yeah, we worked pretty closely together, Jim Downey and I, on um, on you know George Bush Senior and Ross Perot. You know that political. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, I think I was early on, and I just didn't. I did peek. I, I you want when you're on the air show. The little voice in the back of your head, you want it to say, this is the best it's ever gone. This is the best I've ever done it. And you do things a little different and maybe ad-lib just a little bit just to wake yourself up. But Al right. told me early on, I go, I think I peaked during rehearsal. He goes, nah, I think you peaked on Wednesday at read-through. So that's what I got the idea. I better not peak on Wednesday. That doesn't sound good since the show is called Saturday Night Live. What good would it be to peak on Wednesday? It's not called Wednesday Peak. Yeah, you're in touch I, with know, him. You're I, in touch with uh, Al. You guys, I am. Yeah, yeah. No, not, not me. I uh, maybe not David so much, but uh, you know, I I just didn't. I think he got swept up in a thing. I didn't think he. I think he, they could have. I don't know. I I didn't quite buy the whole. I don't know. I agree. I, I don't I wish go. he was still. I still wish he was you, a senator. Well, I had a. I've I've had some issues with. Um, my nephew trying to uh, become an American citizen, and he's already been approved, but yes, he he's waiting in Mexico because uh, he can't get an appointment at the American embassy. So I didn't know what to do because he's approved to come into the country as a O-1 visa, but it's all the red tape. So I called Al, and then I talked to other people. It's fun to know a senator. I mean, Al knows a lot about those people who are still in the government. So I find that part of it fascinating just to know a senator. How does that thing work? There's yeah. a tunnel. They all, they all walk through a tunnel together. You know, under I like, place, um, so. I love that I story about, um, you two guys. Um, you, you were playing Ross Perot, Dana, and you were <laughs> also playing George Bush. It was a sketch. You were playing yes. both characters. And they mm-hmm. said to David, go up, and they dressed him up as Ross Perot, right, David? And they, they sent you out there, and you thought you were playing Ross Perot, but it turned oh, out they were just using very, What? This touchy? is a real raw nerve, yeah. Is I it a raw nerve? Good. Go Talk about the raw nerve between you Well, two. just for the technical part, on the wide shot, I'd be overdoing George Bush Sr., Phil would be Bill Clinton, but on the wide shot, we needed someone to look like Ross Perot was some still asshole, there. Some extra. So David and I are similar-sized <laughs> people. Yeah. But it was the most miserable I'd seen David. I went out, and he's sitting in the corner. He's got the Ross Perot thing on. He's bald cap. He's no slumped less. in a chair. He's got the bald cap on. He has no lines. He's one right. of the funniest people in the world, you know. So it's kind of like it was pretty amazing. Worse, it was for the, the Thursday night, like, political special on primetime. So it was like a debate. So I thought, oh, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Dana had already done it, and they're like, well, he, I thought, well, he guess he can't do both. So they go, Spade, we need you to do Perot. And I was like, fuck it. I was literally like practicing. You Perot. were practicing? I didn't know sickening. that. Sickening. Can I get a little <laughs> bit of it? Can I, can I get some you have, what? Couldn't you have just said to them, can't you get some kid to stand here and be Ross Perot? I didn't I get it until 
it was not happening. So I did the bald cap. I got out there. We all did the wide shot. Dana did his thing, filled it his, and then they go, cut. Thanks, David. Go back to extras holding. And then I change into Ross. I go out. We pass in the hallway, and yeah. I just give him a little heads up like that, and we don't say Small anything. Small bump, yeah. It's silent. I'm like, now yeah, that, I warmed him up for you. Now that I just you guys have a, the, yeah, <laughs> you ahead. pat him on the head and made him feel good. And I what, go, now that I you guys, one time? <laughs> I was thinking about this. Now that you guys have your own podcast and you're you're working together in this format, Dana. Do you, I mean, David, you know that that Dana was offered David Letterman's uh, position before David Letterman. You know that he could have had his own talk show. And Who's that, did you Dana? know that? Did you Dana? know that about Dana? Did you know that? I know he was always first before before Conan shit. took over. Yeah, before Conan took over. Yeah, excuse me. And uh, now, Dana, now that you see how wonderful you are on the podcast, do you sit and mm-hmm. finally say to yourself, "I should have taken that position. I should have taken over." Uh, I think, yeah, I, I, my wife really wanted me to do it, yep, and I really wanted to do it, and I thought about it for a year. Brad Gray was this brilliant manager, got me a deal. He goes, you're going to get a million dollars. I go, what for? For nothing. I go, what do you mean? A million, the NBC's giving me a million dollar holding deal. What have I got to do? No commitments. I go, what, why are they giving me a million dollars? They got a meeting. They got a network meeting. They want to make an announcement. They want to throw your name out there. I told them it costs a million dollars. And so wow. for a year, I thought about it. And then Conan and Robert Smigel and Kevin Nealon and I were writing Hans and Franz, the girly man dilemma movie together. <laughs> yeah. And Conan was, we, I was talking to Conan about it and he was going to be executive producer. But obviously Conan became a brilliant talk show host and one of the greats of all time. But for me, yeah, I, I do like it. I find myself... um having some regrets about things. But then I go, if you live a big life, shouldn't you have some regrets? You want to be a guy? I never had a regret. Nothing. I like everything. I, I don't buy that. I think I like it's okay everything. to have regrets, but don't let them eat you alive. I, Dana, tell me if this upsets you. David was once on my show, and I said, David, if you could pick a Saturday Night Live cast, take it, make it an all-star cast. And I wasn't who, in it. You weren't in it. You, you, did you, you tell you did me not that? Make was that a question? Well, I don't uh, mind. Uh, what are what was your all time? I don't cap? know. Was it a top five? Or I a have top it 10? written down. No, I'm going to tell well, you. Well, I who think was you're in. saying from all time. Can you pick five people? I didn't even know. What yeah, I yeah. What did I pick? Of course, you wrote it down. You Le- hold on, I, I did write it down, and I, and I think this is a bone of contention. Hold on, so I'm going cool. to find your list. I said to David, "We're sitting there on the air. Maybe the guys can throw it up on a screen." I said to I'll David, probably listen, agree. I'll, I'll, said, probably, I'll, I'll probably agree. Well, I want to hear your all time cast, and you can leave David out of yours. Yeah, yeah. But um, don't but, leave but me out. David's all time cast was. It's so hard. Mm, go, ahead. go ahead. It was so hard. What? I can't go remember. Ahead. I'm just saying I couldn't even do it from the last five years. Like if you talk about everybody of all time. Here's who you chose. Oh, let's see. Jesus. Bill hard. Murray. Bill Murray. You can't argue Easy. with that. Sure. Dan Aykroyd. I, I think a great utility player. Dan yeah. Aykroyd. Right. I mean, funny all the time. Kristen Wiig. Can't go wrong with her. Kate McKinnon, yep. mind-blowing talent. Chris Farley, what can you say? I mean, no-brainer. Adam Sandler, come on. Adam. Is there any limit career. to the cast? How many did I get? Yeah, this is some cast. Here's the cast. Here's the next three names. Yeah, Phil yeah. Hartman, Tina Fey, and Norm MacDonald. That was David's. Wow, now, really? I, love I was shocked, Dana, 
that David did Shock. not choose. Shock. I almost fell off my chair when I didn't hear the name Dana Carvey. The amount <laughs> that of That is impre- true. Let's, I mean, let's... We didn't I hear mean, Eddie Murphy, I mean, and I love Eddie Murphy. That, God damn. There's that, so look, many. I'm not I'm not really bothered by that. But I thought <laughs> Thanks, I Howard. I thought I'd be on the list. I can't we believe our last podcast. No, you can't. It's too many. There's too many errors. I mean, how do you not Who have Bill Hader fit? on the list? Yeah, and how do you? How Where, do you where's not? Bill Hader? I where's don't know. Bill He's on the list. Where's don't Martin you think? Uh, Martin, don't you all think? These well, great people. Yeah. Go don't ahead. you think David insulted so many greatly talented people? When <laughs> well, he of course, that was a, the idea. You it was a brutal, <laughs> obnoxious list. <laughs> yeah, full of it hacks really and has-beens. I need. <laughs> Let's I, I remind. Need, I need you to. Oh, I didn't have Jan Hooks, did I? You know what is no. more nope. fun, Howard? Oh, is all-star team. I pick my all-star, my five all-stars. He yeah. picks his five all-stars. And then you decide which team would kick the other team's oh, ass. Yeah. Okay, I got Phil Phil Hartman, out. power forward. I got Bill Hader driving in. I got, boy, I you know, it's so hard between Amy Poehler and Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. They're so fucking amazing. Okay, I'll go with Kristen Wiig because she's kind of Norwegian, so am I. Right. Um, See, See? You know, I, there's See? too many. I can't. No Belushi? I can't do the one-year cast. I have to eliminate that. They have their own category. People who do No Belushi? Yeah. Do you hate Belushi? Well, it's like you either have Farley or Belushi, right? For that Uh Oh, okay. So so who do you go with? Do you go with Farley or do you go with Belushi? Well, the way Lorne did it, at least in the early days, it was an assortment pack. So he didn't want to repeat people. So you want a character voice guy. Maybe I'm hearing a lot of hesitation. Who do you choose between Chris Farley and the oh, great I take John Farley. You take I have Farley. To take Farley. Farley. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and All Farley right. would never yeah. have believed that. I was sitting next to Farley at one of the anniversary shows and they were doing a montage of Belushi, who's brilliant, amazing. And Chris is like, look, and I go, Chris, I think you might be a little bit better. He goes, No, no. He got really mad. <laughs> he got upset. Like, only if you look now thirty five what is it, fifty years? The one sketch that never disappoints and always destroys me is Van Down by the River. The best. Because I'd never seen, he was putting so much into it. David was losing it, which also made it funnier. Or you're hiding. But the commitment of that, the rhythm of that is so potent. I don't know how anybody, you know. His, his voice is so interesting. I, and re- I mean, it's just, and... it's just, you, you see it and you go, it, it was, it was supernatural. One of the <laughs> things yeah. that makes that sketch so funny is when David is laughing. I know on Saturday Night Live, you're not supposed to laugh. That's the, well, back that's then, the rule. I think you were not supposed to. I think now it's okay. But back then it was honestly like, oh, we thought we'd get fired. fired. Yeah. There was no bullshit. Like, and everyone would come around and scare you and go, Lauren's really mad at you. And I'm like, huh? So you don't want Lauren really mad at you, and uh, you don't want to get called in for a meeting. And Lauren would say, "It's it's fucking Carol Burnett, right? If you break, right? You know, right? Well, that Which was the I whole thing." Tim Conway, yeah, yeah. But what, what, the problem with Carol Burnett show became formulaic to sit there and laugh at yourselves and break yourself up if things weren't going well. So if you laughed, you were a dick, you know. And and Frank Zappa <laughs> fucked everything up and was supposedly the worst host because he like did all everything wrong, just giggling. But, yeah, you but didn't even pick David, Gilda Radner, Dana, by the way. 
Just so you know. I told you there's too many. There's too much. I told you. That's what he tries to make you. I'm well, Dana, Dana feels apparently you can only pick one woman for your ideal cat. Ah, yeah, you did <laughs> no, that, No, no, I was about to go to Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks is a frog. <laughs> I was going to go to Jan Hooks. I've observed this, and it's just there's so many great women. And I, I usually, you know, we had Jan Hooks. Nora Dunn was great. Victoria yeah. Jackson was funny. But I, I just feel after the 2000s, there was a plethora of brilliant okay. women. Okay, I'll put you on the whimsy. spot. I'm okay. putting you on the spot. Who we got to do this to the, people. Who yeah. was the best host? You can use these questions on your podcast. Who was the best host of the, the weekend updates? Uh, the, the, you had, you know, Jeez. Dan Aykroyd oh. <laughs> did that. Bill Murray did, you know, you know uh, yeah. Norm MacDonald. You know, I'm trying to think, uh, Jimmy Fallon did Weekend You're Update. You're not thinking uh, Chevy Chase? He was Chevy Chase was guy. the original Weekend yeah. Update Dennis. guy. Dennis Miller. Yeah. Dennis Miller, unbelievable. I, Norm, uh, who was the best? That, Amy, uh, you could Tina, only go- Jimmy, Seth. There's been a lot. Seth. Uh, yeah, Seth. All right, Danny, right you're now. first. Well, and because the era I was on... And I remember, yeah, you know, the, the show, we only remember the best shows and the best sketches. But I remember a lot of shows, like, by the time we got to update, we sucked. It was like the audience was like, <laughs> what is this? Why did we go? It's late. Can we can we get it? Can we leave now? No, you right. really should stay. It's a live television show. And then Dennis, who is, I've, I did a long car ride with Dennis once. And he just sat in the back and wrote, like, a hundred great jokes. Wow. Uh, just just out of it. So Dennis, for me, who's a little bit unheralded in a way, because whatever the political theater is of the day, um, I, I'll have to go with him. You know, as Dennis the Miller. Dennis Miller, good because point of his, there. his Ryan Christ sakes, his attitude is so great. Going on Howie Stern, huh? What's Ooh, he doing? Yeah. Laying in with the questions, trying to get the... Uh, the two cats bubbling up over there, all right? Let's get a wedge between the Spudler and D-Man, all right? Is it somewhat mind-blowing? And, David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to you next about this answer, but is it Please somewhat mind-blowing to be sitting in a car with a guy and he can come up with a 100 great jokes that quick? Do you sit there and go, what the fuck? How is this possible that this guy could keep spieling out jokes? I mean, jokes are not easy to come by. I mean, they, Dennis is it, very prolif- prolific writer. He he writes really concise, tight, great. He was my favorite when I was coming up. And uh, but I tell you, Howard, the truth is, pretty much anyone we've had on the show, or just being around Dana and and when I'm around you, when you're around fast people that are fast in their feet, you get sort of used to it, and everything's like at the speed of light. And then when you Sometimes get around people that aren't, you forget, like, oh my God, it, it, it's like playing NBA. And then, you know, you're just so used to everyone's really good and everyone's really just quick on the feet, just talking. And then you right. get out and you go, oh, it's not, it's not always like that. So, uh, I'm lucky. Dana's great just to goof around with a dinner. And then Dennis is great to talk to and kneeling. And when you're around, he's got those dry throwaway jokes. So mm-hmm. we got spoiled and just when we, interview people it sounds stupid to say interview but when we all talk to these people it, it goes pretty quickly where you're like oh shit you got to pay attention because everyone's everyone's really good the writers you we've guys, had on or cast members or whatever hosts there was a sketch on saturday night live that was really good and it really summed it up it was this um and dana maybe you were in it i, I don't remember the exact people who were in it 
I think Tom Hanks was in it, where you guys are, there's three stand-up comedians mm-hmm. backstage waiting to Jeopardy? go on stage. Yeah. No, it's not Jeopardy. And, and they, they're What's all the going, deal with, yeah, it, yeah they're Jay all kind of doing, game show? doing yeah, a Jerry-esque. A Jerry has kind of like, so, hey, what do you think about flying in today to do the, the? So, hey, what right. do you think of that? And in a way, oh, hey. I'm saying when you're around a guy like um, uh, um, uh, Dennis Miller, who's so quick and you're a bunch of comedians all sitting around. Is it somewhat fatiguing to have to be so fucking witty all the time and to have to come up with the? Did you ever just say, I just wish some of the guys could be real for five minutes and not crack a joke? Well, most of the comedians I know can just go on for an hour and, and just be talking about life and their emotions. But when we get on, and David is like oxygen to me, or any comedian who's really funny, just uh, wakes me up. Like, oh, he'll just do it. something. Instantly, I love it. And uh, most of my friends that are comedians also just have a very thoughtful side. You know, can I do one Dennis Miller joke that's so dry and not really funny, but I think it's brilliant? Yes. <clears throat> Jimmy cracked corn, and I don't care. What the kind of hell attitude is that? <laughs> I just, Jimmy cracked corn. Jimmy cracked corn, and I don't care. You know, he's driving that van, that he's driving that tongue van, okay? He used to love doing a bit. It would end with a guy driving with his tongue. He's up there moving that tongue, trying to make the left hand turn. Curfee. And when he said Ronald Reagan at the end of his next term is going to be 77, he has access to the button. Folks, my grandfather's 77. We don't let him use the remote control on the TV set. (laughs) Yeah, I slept slept in a craftmatic bed, okay? You wake up, you go, wait a minute, did I blow myself last night? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Niagara adjustable. Is Uh, that part of being a comedian that that you actually do remember people's jokes? It, uh, it, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah like, for sure. Yeah. You, yeah. You do and, it right. and by the way, we, we, yeah. we, we get together, you go, oh, you, when you, when we're doing stand up and you go, oh, I had this guy middle for me or this, I go, oh, is he still do this? And everyone sort of remembers everyone's good jokes. And that's kind of fun. But when we're also at dinner or on the show. So you don't really feel the need to be funny all the time. It is fun to drop the act and just talk, but just the way these people talk, funny things come out anyway. <clears throat> just Who's clever. The- David, you're not getting away with this. Who is your guy to host? Who is your guy to uh, top update? To, 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 who is the greatest weekend update guy that you that you can remember? No, I can't even think. Norm. You know what's really on my mind is 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 Richard getting his hat jizzed on this week. This is what <laughs> this is what I came in wanting to know, and I didn't leave. Uh, I don't know. If by David the way, this. jizzed. Yeah, that's it a was very, a bad. Yeah. You, you know what, Dana should really know what's going on on the well, show I just, because jizz it's, has been. I mean, it's horrifying. Is there another word? <laughs> I think jizz? it's back to jizz. <laughs> I mean, I think it's bitching. I, I'm telling you, I think it's bitching. It's out of sight, man. <laughs> well, in Dana, fact, David, this is the show you he doesn't do any research. The show you're on, everyone's jizzing on hats, and 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 we should be horrified David, to be on. Oh, David, oh, okay, got it. But, but yeah, you, go you remind me of something, and I didn't want to end this uh, without uh, asking you. JD's going to the Super Bowl and he's yeah, going to yeah. be in LA. And what a, do you already know what parties you love parties? Or do you know what parties you're going to? I know to? who's going to win. Oh, no. Do you know oh. what parties? Because I, you know, you're going to go to parties Super Bowl weekend in LA, right? Howard, 
I'm not 31. Uh, I, I don't know. You and, John, you and John Lovett should hit the scene. I know. Just because we <laughs> Hello, went to a party ladies. with Christina Aguilera uh, yes. years ago. You should have been there, uh, Dana. It was great. <laughs> I, I, I go. I, Dave, no, David and I are sitting at a party. A little, uh, now, David and I are sitting at a party, and I said to him, boy, Christina Aguilera, she, it was just when she was doing Genie in a Bottle, and she was super hot. And I go, uh, you know, David's, David's single, and uh, I'm out there, and I said, David. Christina Aguilera and you, I could see it. He goes, yeah, you know, I guess so. You know, and, and uh-huh. I, I go, and I said, uh, I'm going to go over and say something to her. Yeah. I'm going to introduce Superstar. her to you. Yeah. So <laughs> I walk over. Fucking... She doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know Dave. I don't know what she knew. <laughs> she was out of it. I don't mean out of it. Uh, you know, just like she just, uh, yeah. she was doing her own she thing. She couldn't give up. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah. And like an idiot, and then... I go over and I go, Christina, I hey. want to introduce you to my friend. Mr. David Spade, and uh, you know, and she looked at him. She looked at me, and she walked away. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like what she walked away. Did she? Say yeah, and something? I've never done. I've never done anything. No, she she just walked away. She didn't care. She tried she to crawl back me. in her genie bottle. You know, one time we were. It's like if you're at dinner, you have girl, you have a guy will come up and he goes, "Hey, what's up? I'm Big Tony. I kind of am big, big shot Tony. right here, you know." And then I go because when guys talk to you, it's almost like being a girl. Like guys know you, they have but. 20 seconds before you start to fade out on them. So he's like, hey, you know, they have to separate themselves from the cattle. They're like, yeah, I'm a 1% owner of this place. I'm not like these guys. You know, I'm pretty cool. And then he goes, uh, yeah. Hey, I want you to meet someone. He goes, hey, guys, this is David. I'm like, no, no. I just met this guy. Like, you, you don't get to introduce me like I'm your boy. Like, you just grab me, turn me, you know, 20 degrees this way and said, hey, I want to introduce you. And I go, no, I don't buy that shit. But I don't. And it was the most one, fucked up no. thing I ever did. Honestly, Dana, studio. it was like ridiculous. Yeah, I should well, know. Damn it. Oh, there I am. Nicholas you Cage would. You, go ahead. Nicholas no. Cage would do this if he meet a young woman. He'd say, "If I were to send you flowers, where should I send them?" <laughs> and that's all you need to know, Robin. Right, back me up. That's, that's, that's it. Is. You want to send me flowers? Here's my address. <laughs> you know, you don't come in with, uh, hey, what do you do? You go, if I were to send, I can't. I'm right, this David, is just give us the name. Give us the name of the week. Give us the name of the weekend so I can move I on. I, want, I, I can't even remember everybody. All right. Wow. Then I'm going to ask. I'm going to put Dana on the spot right now. the last four minutes of the show. I'm going to put Dana on the spot right now. I'm in the hot seat. David's not giving me an answer. Give me an answer. Okay. Come on. All right. So forget What's it. I'll the... move on to Dana. You don't want to give me an answer. Yeah, go ask Dana. Don't, don't get... All right. Dana, I'm going to put you on the yes. spot. I, I I always love having you on to do impressions. Whenever you do impressions, I love them. So if I may, if I may ask yeah. you about get some your people paper. you're thinking about, I know that you're uh, currently doing Joe Biden, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's happening. What's the deal? Yes. Come on, yeah. folks. Not kidding around here. I can do this. <laughs> Come on. I talk loud. Yeah. He's yeah, hard no to joke. do, right? He'll, he's a, he's a tough well, one. No, the, it, the yelling thing just came out, and that's really helped me a lot. Because before it was just the whispery, no joke. He'd always say no joke when it went the Holocaust. No joke, folks. Not getting around here. Come on. <laughs> Let's get real. Yeah. Let's get real. Number one. Then he would do the list. Number one, the one part. Number two, what the guy said. Number three, you know the drill. Come on. It's not rocket science. <laughs> so it was just those hooks. You know? It's, all, it's, it's babbling. This is it's America. The people said. And then he started whispering. He'd get down on the mic and whisper in a patronizing way like my dad used to do. You know? You know, I can do this. Because I know 
how to do it. And then he'd come up, <laughs> I can do this. I can talk loud. Look how young I am. Look how loud I am. Come on, folks. I'm talking loud. Then he'd go down like this. Come on, folks. You sniff your hair. Come on. No hyperbole. <laughs> Not getting around. But here's the deal. Come on, folks. Let's be real. <laughs> Howard, Howard, Howard. Yeah, Howard, Howard Stern. Stern guy. The Robin, those people. Come on, the show. You still got Trump going, too. He always call. He still prank calls him. Trump has the 1-800 number into the White House. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to get this, Joe. You're never going to make it, Joe. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. Many people are saying you're never. Excuse me. Many people are saying. A lot of people. You're never going to make it, Joe. You know what? Fuck you. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't you think Saturday Night Live? You should have never left Dana because you 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 would elevate that show every week. They should have kept you there permanently somehow. Mm -hmm. I believe. Come on, David, it's true. That's with those mm. impressions. I David, want him on my list. Kicked out? Is that what you're saying? But Dana, no, David, David, knows. I should I should have been kicked out. But Dana Definitely. does that show great. That's that's Dana's pocket. So I was there. I was watching it every week. I'm like, God damn, this guy's got it. So Are you, I would put Dana on my list. Absolutely. Yeah. How dare you have you left him off the list. Very <laughs> it was really a how dare you moment. Well, what Could about Paul my, McCartney? Are you still doing Paul McCartney? The last well, time I, you were here. I do Paul doing the news as a way to make it not seem so draconian. So mm -hmm. should I do the Joe Rogan <laughs> or, or, or pick a news story? I can McCartneyize it no matter what it is. Let me think. You want to do the Could Joe be. Rogan story? Yeah, or I do. do, you want it's, to do? It, it's a little, little edgy. Well, you know, Mr. Rogan, you know, Johnny Rogan, you know, it's on a show. And he said, you know, maybe you don't have to get the Jabba. You could get it at home. You don't know. You know, maybe it's not good for you. You know, Neil Young's playing his guitar up there with his lady friend. He goes, hold on. Hold on. I think everybody should get the Jabba. You better take me music off or take Joey off. Because I think we should get the Jabba. And he doesn't want us to get the Jabba. So then Joey says, I'm sorry. I was just asking questions. And The Rock says, well, I'll come on. I like I like him saying he's sorry. Oh come on! But then they show up doing these other things come with the, doing characters and saying the N word, but with the whole Monty, the whole shebang, the full word. And so the Rock says, oh, I, can't, "I can't go on. I can't go on the show because you did the word." And then they find uh. a video of the Rock doing a China gentleman, and everyone goes, "I don't like that." That's offending me. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. No, now, now, wait. There is, there is a mm. character you do, because I saw you do it on David. You saw it, too. The Red Rednecky. Yes. Uh, red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Rednecky. Yeah. I saw you do this on TV. I think you did it on Conan Show. And I believe I this I, is a character that would be very big on Saturday Night Live. Red Rednecky. He has a really good catchphrase. So it's... It, Folks, it's it's a red red uh, southern comedian named Red Rednecky, the redneck comedian. And maybe his jokes aren't so good, but he he commits. I'm Red Rednecky, the redneck comedian. You ever crap so big you can't flush down that turlet? Come and get some. 
I'm Red Rednecky, the redneck comedian. You ever fart so loud, dog, two state away, go, what that? Come and get some. You don't know what's the funny part, do you? Come and get some. It's all, you're always waiting for come and get some. That's his rim shot, right? Come and get some yeah. is the rim shot. That's it. Okay. Here's, a, here's the last blue ones. I made my sister only because mama turned me down. Come and get some. <laughs> I asked my mama. <laughs> It's I very can't even read Southern that. base too. I feel yeah. a lot of the jokes. This is Red Rednecky, the redneck comedian. My mama asked me, "What's your dream, Red?" I said, "To live in a shack and drink beer all day." She <laughs> said, "Don't dream too big, cause you always end up disappointed." Come and get some. <laughs> this character turns right into come and get now, some. This is yes. this is this. I feel like I'm in a Saturday Night Live pitch meeting. Yep. Dana, yep. you would have walked in the room, read right? At, on, on, yeah. on the, and you would have said, "I got a character. I think it could kill yeah. on Saturday Night Live." And yeah. it's Red Rednecky. That's Necky, it. Necky, the redneck comedian. And he goes, Billy Eilish, you'd be in this. You'd be part of it. You know, I'm Red Rednecky, the, the redneck comedian. I asked Mama, what's for dinner? She says, roadkill. I said, what kind? She said, I got to take a drive. Come on, get home. <laughs> she didn't even have the roadkill yet? She didn't have the roadkill. She, she wants she fresh roadkill. She hadn't done her take, shopping yet. She had to now, take now, 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 Dana, you are making a commentary with this. David, isn't he Richard making a commentary? in the back right now. Who is he? Yeah. Who, is, who is Dana attacking in this uh, parody? It, is it Larry I don't know, the but he should be canceled. Who is it? Now, I like when you do an East Coast comedian that's rich. That's another one. I do... Uh, an East Coast comedian who uh, his act is based on being angry, but then he's got incredibly successful and rich, but he still has to be angry. Right. You know what drives you know what drives me nuts? Drives me nuts. These guys going around in convertibles, driving without a fucking roof. What are you in the Macy's Day Parade? Drives me out of my fucking mind. How you doing financially? I got about three hundred million tucked. I got some condos in Toronto. I got a castle in Spain. But you know what drives me out of my fucking mind? Curly fries. Why don't I, I like a straight fucking French fry? I don't need a fucking round, circling French fry. Drives me out of my fucking mind. Uh, what's your net worth? You know, I'm, I'm thinking of buying something in Hawaii. You know, it's going to be a nice, about 60, 80 million. I'm going to drop it. But you know what drives me fucking nuts? You're at a restaurant. The, ra the waitress says, can I show you the specials? I go, lady, I need a fucking sandwich, okay? Drives me out of my fucking mind. <laughs> Anyway, uh, what about pickles? Aren't you a cucumber? Yeah, go like fuck David yourself. Does it too. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what about pickles? Weren't you just a cucumber? Go fuck yourself. Drives me crazy. <laughs> you, know what, you know what drives me out of my mind? A table. What? A fucking table. You can't hold something. You got to put it on a fucking table all day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm an angry comedian. Come on. You know what drives me out? A fucking meter maid. What is that? A golf cart? Fucking give me a ticket or not. I don't need a fucking golf cart. <laughs> he needs a catchphrase, though. He needs I like it anyway. Hey, man, come and get some. No, I'm going to no, use Red does. Rednecky for the angry East Coast guy. You know what? Come and get some fucking sandwiches over here. No, he's at the end. He but, goes, go fuck yourself. Go fuck but yourself. But oh, aren't well, these the worst you. nightmares of guys, especially guys who start out in stand-up comedy, that two... Um, uh, uh, two c comedians who are as accomplished as you guys are sitting there making fun of them and and uh, and what they do. It's got to be their worst nightmare. Am I correct? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a genre. I just think it's funny. Or their uh, greatest dream. Comedians getting very... <laughs> to be recognized. <laughs> no, it's more just two idiots. We're supposed to be right? underdogs. And when a comedian yeah, no, becomes a billionaire, it just changes the, the metrics. <laughs> it doesn't work right. And, 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 and when they don't recognize or don't acknowledge to the audience, they're trying to prove that they're one of the people. It's uh, It never works. 
It never yeah. works. Here's, here's my Greta Thunberg and Al Gore in Scotland at the climate change conference. Please. How are you doing, Greta? <laughs> How dare you? How dare all of you? We're all going to die. How dare you? But right now, I would like to sing. We got to try so hard. We got to do something. I mean, she actually was, she's a pop star. <laughs> Listen, I'm having, they got to stop partying at these climate change. <laughs> Al Gore's out there with the cocktail. I'm having so much fun. I'm moving on this dance floor. We are getting hot. I shit you not. But right now, I got to finish this Tom Collins. <laughs> how dare you? That's my great, that's all I have. <laughs> how how dare, dare you? you? How dare I you make us so hot? You know, Regis Philbin lived in my building, my 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 I apartment. Can't handle it here. Uh, yeah, what the are greatest. you doing, David? Oh, You're dropping on, David. I'm trying to do a professional they interview, left. and you okay. Going <laughs> no, no, no well, wait a second, guys. Regis Philbin lived in my building, my apartment building. Of course, you and did. I, I, how are you, Howard? How are you, How are you, Howard? You're terrific, I'm, is it? <laughs> Regis, I'm doing great. You know, Regis used to. Regis was the greatest because he would stand in the in the lobby of my building and greet everyone and talk to the doorman, and he'd be wearing his workout clothes and he'd yeah. be showing us his muscles. He was always Regis. He was Regis right up to the end. You know, he was yes. he was the master of ceremony. So sweet. And and you always did such a great impression of him. You know, it. Uh, you must miss. Are him. you ready? Yeah. Well, you know, it's true, and we it, it that inhabiting characters. You, is fun and when you inhabit regis's thing it's just this how are you kid you're doing terrific everybody's talking about you you're the toast of the town you understand you're very you're terrific how are you doing i don't know I, i'm out of control that was the thing that <laughs> he always and he, they, he he said to me you know my publisher said we should call your autobiography i'm out of control and i had to say i never said that that was dad i got you on saturday night live saturday. <laughs> I'm out of control. I like when he goes, anyway, you ready for this? Anyway, you ready for this? It's a terrific. <laughs> Tom Brokaw and I were at the Shriners Club, and I can't even see the stage. Oh, little Regis can never get to the stage. He was always the underdog. He extended, I think, Groucho Marx's rhythm and then tightened it and made it his own. If you think of Groucho, biggest thing it would and divide a dog among you. Biggest thing it would and divide a dog among you. Give a little oh, laser no. when you got Regis. He's so wow. old-fashioned. He's from the 1940s. They talk like this. Is there anybody more terrific than you? I mean, he's such a lovely and such a great host. I put him up there as the greatest daytime host and one of the best hosts of all time. Yes, um, I came to appreciate him because mm -hmm. that's not an easy gig, right? You guys know, you know, to sit there yeah. and carry an audience and uh, you know every morning and and actually get a, a sizable audience sitting and talking about your life. It's not it's not easy to do, and he mm -hmm. was really masterful at it. Yeah, I. You have any you know, breakfast burritos here? No, no, no. You, there's you no hungry? breakfast on my show. What's going on with you? Is is your back bothering you? Because I see you changing position no. in the chair, David. You're, you're, no, you're, I want to look at Dana. Dana and I are locked <laughs> at the hip. How often are you doing the podcast? Let's get down to 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 business. We're doing what, what, one right now. We're recording this and releasing it as a podcast from <laughs> our point yeah. of view. Our first guest right. today is Howard Stern. No, the podcast is very good. Like, for example, the guys had Tina Fey on. And Tina right. Fey said something very interesting, revealed something interesting, uh, and said something what interesting to David Spade and to Dana Carvey. She said mm -hmm. that uh, Letterman, and I agree with this, was the last scary late-night talk show host. And that, uh, but by, by that she means it's a compliment. Comedians, I know for myself, I was intimidated by Letterman somewhat. When I went on, it, the intimidation actually forced me to be better. 
I wanted to please David Letterman. And you guys got into a rather interesting discussion. Uh, Dana, you said you were intimidated by 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 David mm-hmm. Letterman, and you had a good technique when you went on that show. You tried to convince yourself that he was just a normal man, right? That he did. What Don't, was the thing you? Yeah, I was in the looking at the thing and the band, and it's New York, and it's Letterman, the guy who kind of has X-ray vision, at least in my mind, sees through everything. So I just would say to myself, "Don't give this show too much respect. Yes. Don't go out kind of, kind of with your, you know, because I think when you went on Howard." I wouldn't know you were intimidated because you always, when you went on, it was an event and you sort of took over, you right. know, you had your own lane, your own, your own. Even if you were nervous, even if you were nervous, you do that because yep. it, it helps. It makes everyone relax. You walk out there and some, sometimes uh, people say, I don't look nervous on Ellen or these shows, but it is nerves. But then you go out there and you go, I always think I don't want to watch someone be nervous. It makes me uncomfortable. So I got to try to cover that and just do whatever and just be relaxed because who wants to see that? It's uh, it's not a good performance. So go yeah, out there I, that's such a good point because uh, you know I cringe when I watch those old Letterman's. I can't watch them. I'm talking about my my appearances. It's not. I don't watch I don't anything. Feel it's me. I do. Yeah, yeah oh, really? you don't. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like. like I, no, I don't watch anything. I don't watch visual. I don't read anything about me. I don't listen to the pie. I don't want to see or hear anything about me. Oh fuck! Ever. I just did my Netflix special last weekend, and they keep they send it. They go, "What do you think so far?" And I go, "Hang on." I and I think I'm just going to make uh, Chris Rock. I already told him, I go, you watch it. You help me pick stuff. I don't want to watch. I hate even watching myself. And no. you got to pick camera shots and stuff. Yeah. I go, makes me sick to see my act. I love worst. it. but I, 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 It's hard to watch me. You're just going to watch everything different. Why uh, is that, David? In other, in other words, when you see yourself, you you don't like the material. You don't like your delivery. You, you, you uh, get, you I get do crazy like it. I thought it, it went well and I was happy about it. I mean, the hardest part was about doing the actual special was uh, people have to wear N95 masks in the crowd. And that, that's very hard. That's but, right. Because they're like laugh stoppers. Really, you get the biggest laughs and they take them off for a second and go, ah. <laughs> 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 and try to live. And then, yeah. but, it, you know, they did all the proper procedures, which you have to do, or you don't get a special. I mean, this is where it fell. This is where you have to do it. And I loved it. Uh, but we got to cut it up now and we got to just pick shots. And I was happy with so, it, but so, it's hard. Just, just the idea of watching so, yourself. So you, you, you said to Chris Rock, you cut it up for me? Is that what you said? I, I thought I heard you say that. I asked two people, yeah, Rock, and then uh, I'm going to, and he said, yeah, because uh, I saw him this week and I said, he goes, how'd it go? I go, you know, I wish maybe, he goes, I love that stuff. He goes, let me take a look at it because he's better and he can look at it from objective eyes and he hasn't seen my act in a while yeah that's nice that what a great idea to have a really smart comedian who knows you yeah do the edit the edit your special i know how to do it i like it give it to me <laughs> well the thing is as you get older howard and you look you see yourself in the mirror with your chin up and good lighting and you got you have this idea of what you look like and then you see yourself in like 8K video and tight raking close-ups. And you go, oh, so that's what I look like. So I'd rather live. Is this I, what the fucking world I, I, sees I every day? Live, I want to live the illusion of me in the mirror, glowing light, my chin's up. Hey, I look great. But then when I see myself from different angles being oh, animated, Jesus. I go, uh-oh. So, uh-oh. I'm like, why would anyone hang out with me? My neck just went fucking south, man. And when I'm I about know. 55. Oh my God! But, I'm I I get so depressed too. I I don't want to be on any shows. You know, you're lucky. You have Beth. 
You have a strong chin, Howard. You have a chin. I don't have a chin. I have a recessed chin. I'm like a my face is just receding into my skull. I mean, (laughs) I'm losing volume. That's why I have a little bit of the goatee. I don't really need the glasses. But my face is shrinking. You have no face volume. I have no face volume. That's I just it's 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 a skull. That's why I need a little bit of this. This is I'm like the Invisible Man. I take these off. You can't even see yeah, it. I'm invisible. <laughs> and also watching yourself sweat and try and stuff like that. But but generally so speaking, Dave, he's he's like my brother from another mother. Yeah. Uh, half step down generation. People see us. They go, are you guys brothers? Are you mother, daughter? Are you sisters? <laughs> are you mother, <laughs> son? Are you puppeteer with yeah. a puppet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are we dealing with aging? Aging, you you make a good point. I mean, it just it's tough, right? I mean, it's a scary proposition. Can you contemplate I, your own demise, or is that just too painful? I I think that non-existence is highly underrated. I had a minor surgery three years ago, and they put me under, and uh, I didn't dream, and I was gone for like three hours, and when I woke up, I went. I, I guess that's what maybe, like, I no, can do it. maybe non-existence is that because I, <laughs> I have not been here for about 13 billion years. If you start with the Big Bang. So I was good. You know, I non-existence was good, good to without me. it. Existence <laughs> is overrated. Non-existence yeah. is underrated. I'm totally fine with it. I'm fine going out. I'd love to just, you know, have it be quick. Let's, yeah. I, but I'm not morose about it. I do because of the short runway I have. I notice fun times more. You know, I was in therapy. I'm in therapy. I, I, I like this moment here with you. It's like when I would go on Conan show, I'd be go out to dinner. I'd love to just go out to brunch with you now. I, I, yeah. I'm more interested in you as a friend and a person. And I just see things better. So that's the gift of aging is that you're in the moment more and you go, this is a really big moment right now. And so it's, you get something, you lose something. But I just try to stay fit. I drink a lot of water. I eat salmon, a sweet potato, and spinach every night. And right. take it easy on the booze. And all I drink is Stella, Stella Artois. I guess I'll put a plug for them. Yeah, no booze for me. I I stopped a couple of years ago. That's what it. Not for, not, you look, not you, had, really? Not, yeah, I had to. It I thought you were hung system. over when we came on the air. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, is this you looking healthy? And well, what was the health no, scare? No, it's not helping. I, I, I had a whole situation going on, and it was like the doctor said to me, uh, how much do you drink, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I don't drink a lot. He goes, well, you know, probably just knock it off. And I was like, knock it off? I have three glasses of wine maybe a week, and that was the end of that. And coffee, oh, okay, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, you got to be shit. careful. Salmon, you... salmon every night, you got to be careful. I got mercury poisoning. Really? Uh, was, With yeah. salmon? That's usually swordfish. I was trying to be healthy, and I and I and I and I I go and I'm getting these wonky tests. They're telling me I might have cancer, blah blah blah. And uh, but my doctor figured out, Doctor Agus. He says to me, "How much fish are you eating?" I go, "Well, I want to be healthy. I have like salmon twice a day." He goes, "Let's take your mercury level. The fucking thirty four. It, it, it was that, like you're supposed to be like three. Thirty four. Good God. Yeah, Is that a yes, yes. It's not that good." I try to be healthy and horrible great. things happen. No, uh, when you give up something and you don't feel better, then you're that sucks because I've given up stuff and I go, I don't feel any better. I'm going to do it but, again. Yeah, as far as as far as alcohol, though, yeah, definitely have to go easy on it because you don't it, it does more to you at when you're a little older than when you're like 25, do a kegger and bounce up. The we sound time. old. You know, what? my friend always holds us up when we're in Vegas or something. <laughs> the host is just like, 
Oh, uh, you like it here at this hotel? My buddy's like, I was here when they built the Mirage. I go, she's like, they built the Mirage? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? He's like, we were at fucking, uh, you know, Joey Bishop's 40th birthday party. I don't, I don't want <laughs> This place is a dump. I don't want to be a grumpy old man. No, I, this age is good. I feel good. I, yeah. you, but you're right. You can really fall into a trap of just talking all the time about how old you are. But I always loved old people who laughed and... Just had fun, and uh, so I'm not. Listen, as long I, I as you could still, as long as you could still get an erection, David, you still get one. Uh, Dana, do you still get one? Yes, he quite easily actually. Easily, yeah. and, and and David, yeah. what about you? Oh, I was going to say you just asserted that David had. Uh, I was at the, the dunes. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. My friend, my friend is still talking about Vegas in the old days. The girl's like, um, I remember when there was no Frontier yeah, Hotel. This was all desert. <laughs> All right, listen, I know uh, I know it's getting late in the morning. I can I get a boner, yeah. Let's get out of here. All right, good. Yeah, no, no. I, I just got to ask Dana one question because I <laughs> no, love the impression okay. so much. Stop it. All right. Do I have, do, is my memory correct that you do a Brad Pitt impression? And if they, if you do, would you do I it try. I try. From Once Upon a Time I go, in America. I, I became obsessed with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I know other people did too. I saw it like 12 times. Right. You know? Let's face it, I'm, I'm a goddamn has-been. That's Leo. What'd I that see. guy say to you? <clears throat> Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Look, the way I see it, I'm, I'm your gopher. I haven't had a real stunt job in a long time. Or the, or the scene with Cato. You're pretty, you're pretty, you're, you're pretty boy for a stunt man. Right. That's what they tell me. I think you're a little man with a big chip. And I think you wouldn't stand a chance with Cassius Clay. You'd be a stain on his trunks. I try. I'm Brad Pitt. I'm bronze. I'm chiseled and I'm firm. <laughs> yeah, you, that, that's goddamn. That's Roman Polanski. Goddamn Roman Polanski. Well, let but me tell I also you. do Leo. Yes, you do them all. It's unbelievable. It really yeah, is. That's I, the great thing when you're watching or listening to the podcast. They mention a name and Dana immediately goes into an impression. Yeah. I, I never consider myself next level like Kevin Pollack or Daryl Hammond and others, but I do abstract them because I'm not next level. So I just have fun with them. I, I'm not a human <laughs> tape recorder, but I just have fun with them. And I, I have your tone is just difficult. You just have this deep voice. Yeah. But I really have been starting to listen to more. I've been, we bought a ranch in <laughs> Northern California. Mm. So I'm driving a lot and I'm putting, putting you on. Mm. I'm serious. XM 101. And you have right. you do have a lot of sub hooks and rhythms and things that you go sub to hooks and personality, but I have to listen a lot before it really hits me. But there's a yeah. there's an impression in there that's different than when he laughs, he goes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more <laughs> no, the emotional. Never, no, no one's ever yeah. been able to do it. I think on Saturday Night Live they did an impression of me. I think Sandler Michael played a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, a couple of Elon, different times. Elon, Elon Gold, right? He yeah. does. The only one I've seen, he gets your tone and your rhythm. But now as things go on, like with people that I do, I find other hooks. And there's 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 stuff that's percolating in my brain about you. And, of course, Robin. I do have a brilliant Robin. Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about, do you do, do you do David? Hey, buddy. Oh, what's up? <laughs> I was going with a show. <laughs> By the way, did you read in the paper that David just sold his house for quite a bit of money? I know. Did you see yeah. that? 
giant you know pitcher in the uh, yeah. I knew. What is David worth, uh, Dana? What is your best guess? Okay. Actually, Schneider's got a good joke before you guess. Don't guess. And uh, he says, uh, he goes, I was reading in the stand-up act. He goes, I was re- I Googled everyone from grown-ups to see what they're worth. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, Adam Sandler, 300 million. He goes, I get it. He's got movies, TV shows. He goes, Kevin James, 90 million. I got to admit, folks, that one hurt. <laughs> how's he doing how's yeah, rob he's doing? doing he's doing fine they're poisoning our water i see i see robbie come on come on <laughs> yeah and, he's great and kevin james is doing great he's got a big movie actually daryl hammond you were just talking about daryl is uh on on this week and, and i was oh. in the, the on the podcast and the great thing is they talk about how they break down each that's when i'm not on a lot because i just laugh at watching them both do different impressions the whole time Dar- uh, yeah, Daryl does a really, I asked him, you do, do you have a voice that you do that just comforts you? And he had this guy from Brooklyn that he just does. He doesn't do it in his act, doesn't do it in the sketches. He's just a guy that talks like this. And he had some sort of catchphrase about, yeah, they're going to hurt you, you know, whatever. And he gets really into it. It's great. So we're quite But mad. back to my house. Oh, Howard, net worth, net worth. Howard, I, yeah, so worth. I put my house for sale. Of course, now in this new thing, it's in the paper. I don't know how that happens, but. And someone went to uh, offer to buy my house, and they offered me half bitcoins. Oh. And I go, huh? I'm so stupid. What? I go, huh? wow. Are those like those magic <laughs> beans I read about? And he's like, oh, yeah, they're worth a lot. He, I go, where are they? He goes, they're not on me, but you'll get them. And then I, I'm so stupid. He goes, or I can get you a, a, a condo in the metaverse. I go, I'm listening, but not really. I go, okay, is it on a good street? I'm asking all the tough questions. You could buy a digital photo of a Van Gogh yeah. in the metaverse for $5 million. Honestly, I, I go, I'm going to wind up getting some shitty apartment in a Ruby Tuesday's website. I'm not doing it. I'm Ruby gonna... Tuesday. <laughs> I always think of the stones. <laughs> I'm way over there. I'm, I'll be lost in the metaverse. Uh, I don't want it. I live smart. in the metaverse. You're, well, you're, Dana you're, Howard, you're, thanks for coming down. You're old school. <laughs> you you want cash. That's it. That's the way it goes. I know. I just give me money. Yeah, yeah I'd say David's net worth no. sixty million. Wrong. I bet I don't more. trust net worth. Yeah, because no. he sold his house for twenty million dollars. He's got to be worth. Uh, I think he's worth. Well, he's at least worth twenty, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and with the investing no. genius, you know, he's an investment genius. Uh, Am I? David Spade. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we've um, done some investing. Yeah. I don't believe the network. Oh yeah, me and Dana have the same business manager. It sounds too stupid. Yeah, we 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 have do the podcast together. We have the same business manager together. We have the same regular talent manager together. Oh yeah, right. you will lose your mind when we should start our own bitcoins. Uh, two of a kind. Well, you two right, have on. a chemistry that no one. No one can. No match. one can compare to. No one. Uh, you're, you're like the Lucy and Ricky of podcasts. Exactly. You, you, you hey, got Lucy, it down. What you got to do? Ah, <laughs> We're more like Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem at lunch. Nicole, Not fully Lucy Nicole and Ricky. Nicole Kidman is it's, so lithe. Yes. And tall and just lithe. She was great when she was on the show. You know what? She was she on the show, and then I saw her. I'm leaving, but I'm just telling this. And then I gotta go. I gotta. She's go. Yeah. What I saw her on the, on SNL. <laughs> you're busy. Yeah, and she was super nice host. I think she we Myers. We were talking about that sketch she did with Mike, and and then uh, and then a couple years later, I'm go to Australia. Is that where she's from? I go to Australia to mm-hmm. see to do a Joder premiere, and with my uh, one of my plus one buddies, it's a horn dog, and we go all the way there, and then we're in this theater. We're seeing Moulin Rouge premiere, so that's whenever that was, and so 
it's a theater with booze, which is really forward thinking. But Moulin Rouge wasn't 100% for me. So after a few minutes, I go, let's go hit the bar, me and my uh, buddy. And then we see Nicole Kidman sitting there with holding her shoes, just sitting there with two bodyguards. And she goes, hey. And I go, oh, hey. And she goes, what are you doing here? Are you, in the, are you at the premiere? I go, yeah. I go, it's great. And she goes, is that why you're out here? I go, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't watching it. And then uh, she caught. goes, sit out. She goes, sit out. And she's sitting there. And my buddy sits next to her. And so they have to find a chair for me. And so my buddy just scoops right next to her, and she's like, oh, this guy. Anyway, he starts flirting with her, and then the guys start going eagle, eagle on their lapels oh, because yeah. he rubbed her leg. Oh. It was so, I go, what oh, are you doing? Thanks. He goes, she goes, because she just broke up with Tom Cruise, and she goes, oh, you know, I'm single now, so I'm just out. And I go, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Everything all right? And she goes, yeah. And then she goes, I didn't even shave my legs. And, and my buddy rubs her legs and goes, they look great. And they're like, Ramjet, Ramjet, Eagle. And they like to whisk her out of there. I like oh that way Keith Urban refers to her as Nick. He's married to Nicole Kidman. Oh, Nick yeah. and I, we liked that movie. I thought Nick was great. <laughs> she, by the way, long <laughs> I story I never did Keith Urban before. Give me a break. Those two He's are very Australian. nice. I see them out and they're always, that's all I just want to say. They were very, uh, very non-Hollywood. I like an Australian country Western singer. Oh, I like to sing about my mama who died when I was a little baby. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I was it raised by ruse. Kangaroos. It does throw you when a guy's Australian and he's a country singer. You think that's like exclusively American. You know? I'm an oaky from Spanoki. Oh, Lord, to sing a song for you right now. Where are you from? Get out! You're different than us. We hate you. I haven't even done my five crunches yet. I'm going to punch you. I was up at three. Yeah, we got up at three for this garbage. When you have a friend who touches Nicole Kidman's leg, do you evaluate the entire friendship after a moment like that? It was like attack of the plus ones. I don't know. It was it was really toward the end because I just go, oh, my God, what are you doing? He goes, dude, she was being flirty with me. I go. No, she was accidentally sitting next to you because you wedged yourself next to her and she was trying to be polite. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, so God. anyway, yeah, he got he was off the payroll. Scoochin's weird. One, I once sat Don't next scooch, to Larry yeah. David in a jammed booth. And Scooching's weird. I thought he would scooch over because my hip was touching his hip, but he had room to scooch. I go, look, he's going to scooch, but he he never scooched. So I just like sat attached to him. It wasn't homoerotic. <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it. I thought I looked up his celebrity net worth. He's around seven hundred fifty million. I thought he can afford to scooch, but he never did. Interesting move, not to scooch, right? I mean, come on, be yeah. be aware scooch, of your surroundings. Scooch, jizz, scooch, jizz, scooch. Those are words that just is the Super Bowl on yet? This, By the way, all right, uh, okay, David. JD, obviously, no, you have JD, other. I want to yeah. tell JD. I think it's mean that he makes Richard ruin his cherished hat that he got from his dad he's it's gonna a bet kids it's a know, you want to know what the load weighed uh did we we just had a fresh oh load he jizzed on, on it and they weighed it oh boy i guess i missed a day he <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure did uh, you might want to hear the repeat fest. on that he had All a right. jizz on his kansas city hat dana I, you know, i'll tell you the whole story in the i want to hear the jizz hats I, I i vaguely remember hearing about it but now i want details sal just That'll came on it again as soon as you guys leave Jeez. i don't want to subject you to it we're going to take up we're going to weigh the load don't let him whack off to us no, no. Oh, he I've did got it. I've got you. I got you in my car. So I'm yeah, going to yeah. listen to this. Oh, and excellent. Listen to what you guys say. are we in the wrap up show? Can you have Sour Shoes calling his Gary? That's the funniest thing in the world. That's Sour the Shoes. I don't know what happened love- to Sour Shoes. I don't hear Sour from him anymore. Sour Shoes is not available. What a great name. Yeah. He's a funny. You'll love him. I love him. He's great. All right, now, Howard. Listen. 
Look. Yes, you've done it all. Wrapping it up. I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, because David's making me nervous. He's like, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Like, seems to want to get out of here. I got to go yeah, because I mean, it's lunch and I haven't had breakfast. Okay. <laughs> so here, let me do a proper plug for your new uh, endeavor. Yeah. Are you guys plug. getting paid for the podcast or are you doing it for free? No. No, we don't get any money. We do it you for don't? the love of the game. I mean, Howard, no, no, like, you get paid? Yes, of course. But I don't know you what do? these podcasts wait for. Who, who hires you? Who, who's your boss? <laughs> Cadence thirteen. Well, we might have got. We might have no, got did. a taste. We got a little. Okay, we, good. We, we, wet, right. we wet our beak. We wet our beak. Yeah, they wet the beak. <laughs> we wet the beak. We got a taste. <laughs> we didn't get the whole the whole shebang, but we did wet our beak. Paid in Ethereum. All right. Mm-hmm. What do I know? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Dana Carvey and David Spade, the new dynamic duo. Listen to Dana and David's okay. "Fly on the Wall." What a yes. name. Fly on the wall. In other words, you'll be a fly mm-hmm. on the wall as they talk to their SNL uh, compatriots. Uh, the podcast <laughs> is on. The, the 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 podcast is on Pandora. Look at you! Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know here, that. and that's uh, right. You're part of our Apple. family, Sirius XM uh, Pandora. Apple. That's right. Spotify, Apple. Yeah. Oh, really? Spotify. Wherever podcasts are yeah. available. Here, yeah, Dana and David on Netflix is a joke, Channel 93, and Comedy wow. Greats, Channel 94. You see? Mm, great. You're part of the Ted family. Ted Sarandos. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. Thank there you, Ted. you go. Everybody's buddy, Ted Sarandos. Ed, He's the Ted man with the, with the cash. Yes, He's my friend to... first. He's a nice guy. It's not that he, he lords over $20 billion in money. He's a very sweet very man. Very casual guy. Forever. Very unassuming guy with that kind of power. I do Was like Was he him. difficult to negotiate, David, for your Netflix special, or did oh, he just yeah. hand over the cash? No, I did text him. I said, hey, I'm working for you Saturday. He goes, what? Where I go, I'm doing the special. Uh, and he goes, is it here? And I go, uh, Minneapolis. He goes, oh, I'd come if it was here. That's too far. I go, yeah. But, uh, we're going to, I'm going to see him this week and I'm going to tell him all. About, I go, I'll get you a rough cut. Don't worry about it. So big uh, bucks, w- David, uh, but be honest, uh, big bucks to do a Netflix like special. The 20 million. A lot of guys get 20 no. women, 20 come on, million. David's, David's a great stand up. I, I've I seen get David scale do plus it. 10. Great stand up. I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward no. to the special. I didn't do it. Ted goes, you're doing stand-up anyway. Why would we pay you? And I go, that's a great point. <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, thanks, Howard. Thanks for having us on. And uh, thanks, I, I Howard, love these Robin. fake guitars in the background you. that you don't play. I, I <laughs> just was talking about that yesterday. I go, I, why do I have guitars in my studio? I don't play. I suck. <laughs> they try to hippen you up. Uh, I love yeah. them. Got an SG. What do you got they over there? Play. You got a Telecaster. I, yeah, uh, I got, got all kind of guitars. Come don't ask 3, me to 000. play them. Uh, you can hear Fly in the Wall podcast on Pandora yeah. or wherever download wherever you download your podcast. That's what I want to say. These mm-hmm. boys, delightful. Thank you, guys. Yes. I do Enjoyed love you, Enjoyed it, too. Howard, Robin. Say much, hi to Beth. I said much I was love. preparing myself to laugh before you got here, and I certainly had my fun. I'm all preparing right. for laughter. Robin was preparing a, for laughter. Awesome. You should have seen it. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Send me. Uh, give me uh, oh, I see. There's a listener on the jizz. phone. As you're walking out, Dana, do uh, Al Pacino. As you're walking out, please. Someone oh, is requesting. Let it. me tell you. Let me tell you some about it. I do Al Pacino from uh, Scarface. Star, star, show. It talk. It talk on a mic. I'm gonna ask you questions, man. You don't know what the fuck he talk about. You better come back with something, okay? The other night, well, before the Super Bowl, I have a bowl of sweet potatoes. Every time I have a sweet potato before the Super Bowl, sometimes I don't get a sweet potato, I get pissed off. They give me a can of yam, or they give me turkey, they give me a string bean. But I like a fucking sweet potato all the time. 
Yorono! Your woman so polluted, Yorono had a mega baby, say goodbye bad guy! There it is. Wow. <laughs> Dana Carvey and Al Pacino and David Spade leaving because he looks like he has to urinate. I can tell. He's ready. Yeah, something's going on. Something's going on. <laughs> Look at those two. Oh, wow. Bye. Bye, guys. Wow. That is fun. Isn't that funny? Big All right, Sal, scary. give me the quick update on the hat. You blew a load. Did you weigh it? And just, you know, I, I don't know that I want to see it again. I don't know First of all, Howard, it. great, great interview. It was awesome. Those guys were great. Those guys are great. Yes. Oh, my God. So funny. All right, the update on the hat. So I blew a nice load in the inside of the hat. Go ahead. The hat was 3.5 3. 5 ounces once it dried from 3.6 yesterday. After the new fresh load, I am proud to say that the hat is back up to 3.6 ounces once again. Another wow, hefty what a load. Man. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Richard, that was on the inside of the hat right where your forehead is. So. Oh, I'm going to get a rash from that nasty <laughs> <laughs> You hope that's all you get. I hope. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, wow. that means well, that was as big a load as yesterday. And it's all because of you, Robin. I want to thank you for in inspiring this today. <laughs> what is it, Jason? I'm looking at a picture of it so you don't have to. And uh, it is coded. He did <laughs> ooh, ooh. an oh, excellent man. job. <laughs> Do we want to see it, Robin? Or not? We ought know. to take a look and see if thank we can you. Oh, it's going to fuck my Robin's whole weekend. <laughs> I don't know how you so, re you so regretted it last time. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Richard, here's your hat, the Kansas oh, City no. Chiefs hat that you got 20 years ago. You wore it to games with your dad. Oh, God. Um, we wait for your reaction. Here it is. Oh, oh. oh my God. All right, nice. off. Oh, oh, my God. God. oh, that's worse than yesterday. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's really throwing up. <laughs> oh, Richard. my God. Oh, my God. That was worse than yesterday. That it was. was. And knowing that that's the part that's going to touch my head makes it even worse. Ooh, oh, God. Jesus. Sal, you're so prolific. You... Yeah, where do you get all that from, Sal? Jesus Robin. Christ. I think it's Robin and it happens. I... Oh, my God. That's like oh, a week I, or know, two's I'm, worth. I'm just going to stop thinking about it because mm. I'll throw up. It's Robin's fault. It's Robin's fault, everybody. <laughs> You bring out all the right, best in me, well, Robin. I love great it. Great way to end the show. Um, all right, listen. Let the me, best uh, of let you me... is in Richard's hat. <laughs> <laughs>